0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Rewatchman, where you will get an excessive dose of pop culture, movie, and television news. I am your host, TCD wit and with me, again, once again, my co-host, my co-creator, Ben. How you doing, Ben?
1: Otherwise known as Mary Poppins, y'all. <laughs> I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. <laughs> All
0: right. Well, we are back after quite a break. Uh, we both got quite busy with production and, and just life in general
1: life life is funny TC but I'm always I'm always very appreciative that our streams always find its way back together to become one We are a river, of, of nerdiness. Yes. Yes. Feel it. Feel the stream. <laughs>
0: don't get so close to the mic. You just blew my ear. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> your, your mic picks up really well. Mine doesn't. I always so.
1: feel the need to get really close. For you know, I'll, I'll,
0: I'll, I'll give you this one because this one picks up less, but okay. uh, you, you just don't don't lean so in so close. Is this, is this good? Yeah, that's perfect. Okay, I mean. perfect. Awesome. I, I have to, like, put this down my throat yeah. for it to work.
1: <laughs> I'm just going to scream for two hours straight. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Got our water. There's something in the air. It's making us very phlegmy. Uh Boy,
0: that, so let's see. The last time we were together, we watched what?
1: It was, was it part of our um, political series? No, we did, uh, we did, what did we do? Was it V? No, v for Vendetta?
0: No, because no, uh, after that we did one, and then we fo- I followed it up with Equilibrium. Yes. See, that's our lines, it been. We don't even remember what we did. <laughs> <laughs> it
1: must have been V, because... That was the same, uh, like election-based series mm-hmm. that we were doing, right? Yeah. Well, I want to yeah. thank
0: uh, Steve for filling in for Equilibrium for not for you not being here for that. Um, yeah. But uh, uh, wish you, wish you had been here because I I was I'm always appreciative of our more social commentary and conversation
1: that we had oh yeah no worries not and steve did a wonderful job yes yeah, l- so, I, I miss his lovely lovely <laughs> voice <laughs> he, he won't hear you say that because he doesn't listen to you. Uh, <laughs> called out time to tag him on facebook <laughs> uh, but yeah um i really love all the discussions i really missed watching equilibrium as well that's that's the one that i really wanted to rewatch just to yeah. see if it like held up but it sounds like it did because you guys really enjoyed it
0: yeah it, it did <laughs> and also it didn't it, it, typical of our conversations after we're done recording we yeah. we continue to talk yeah uh, and i didn't uh, steve and i he had to run so i didn't get to keep talking with him but i had another friend that i had a discussion about equilibrium uh another conversation about it and just some fallacies in the movie that we we failed to neglect. We yeah. talked about how how exciting and action packed it is, but when you really compare the very first action sequence in that movie to action we get now, yeah, no. weak. Yes. it's just pitch black, and you get muzzle flashes of poses. <laughs> yeah, and it's yeah you know, that didn't even it didn't even dawn on me just how poorly done that action sequence is because there's oh, yeah. much better done throughout. But yeah,
1: for that first action sequence, it's like. Oh yeah, that isn't very good. <laughs> <laughs> I've come to I've come to realize that I think nerd, nerdum or like nerd culture has overrated that film because mm-hmm. while when I remember when I first saw it, it was very enjoyable. But I never thought this is like the innovative like sci-fi actioner to kick off this next wave of sci-fi actioners because mm-hmm. this theme of uh, dysto bit like Big Brother dystopia. Has been done to death, even to this day, and um, even the action—it just seemed like a product of his time. It's very Matrixy, yeah, leather-clad yeah. Uh, stuff like that, and it sounds like kind of like the same deal when you guys were talking about on the last cast. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: <clears throat> It's—you're uh, it, right, though. I think that that the nerd fandom has yeah. made the movie better than mm-hmm. than it actually is. There's actually a movie that I've just realized over the past just couple days that though i liked it the more i realize how much more other people like it yeah. the more i feel like maybe i i don't i don't let me just say what it is kingsman the secret service you
1: know what i've still haven't seen kingsman Oh, damn it i was <laughs> really hoping you'd back me up on this then <laughs> i was really hoping because so cuz i've had two conversations now in
0: the past past couple of days about i don't love it yeah and i've talked to people who love it and it's oh, making yeah. me feel like cuz uh, the the the, the hyperbo- hyperbolic world we live in. You either love something or you hate it. There's no middle ground. Yeah. At least that's how when when you say, "Oh, uh, I feel this way about a movie." Oh, well, you, obviously you're an idiot because you think it's bad. Like, no, I didn't say it was bad. I just don't think it's as good as everyone else thinks it is. Yeah. Because you need to see Kingsman. I I like it, but it's no better than Kickass. kick okay. Kickass isn't amazing.
1: It was it was forgettable.
0: And would you would you recommend watching Kingsman? Yeah, it's on Netflix right now. Okay, you can check it out. There's because there are things in it that are freaking really cool. Yeah, right? the the church scene everyone talks about. It's I've like, actually the, seen that on YouTube. Okay, yeah, right. well, maybe you should watch it in context okay. instead of just watching a clip <laughs> of it. <the bed. laughs>
1: it was still really cool. I love wonders. Right. right, but
0: it's it, I I I think that sequence is amazing. However, it's CG as hell. Yes, right? yes, and then mm-hmm. that so that takes it takes marks away from it, and, mm. but that's not to say I, don't, I still don't think it's awesome. Yeah, uh, but the movie itself, I, I just watch it. Come back to me on that, but I'm just putting out there for the listeners that I like Kingsman. I just don't love it, and I don't understand why so many people <laughs> love that movie. Yeah, like um, I just uh, I saw Fast and the Furious Eight recently. The, okay. f- the Fate of the Furious. I, I'd love to hear your thoughts. Uh, did, on did, this. did you see it? I did. Okay, uh, the whole movie aside for a second. The Statham fight scene with the baby is <laughs> awesome. That is one of the best Statham fight scenes in the past, like five six years. Yes,
1: absolutely. And so, like, I don't know if their influences were hard boiled, but it just felt very hard boiled to me. Oh man! I don't it, know. You remember that hospital fight? Yeah, they, yeah, yeah.
0: It it just had a great sense of humor about it, and and they they pulled back enough to actually watch Statham do a lot of his own stunts and yeah. fighting in. And so I appreciated that. And that fight scene was so great. And I brought that up to someone saying, Mm -hmm. you got to see Fade the Furious if only for the Statham fight scene. It's spectacular. And their response was, well, I couldn't possibly be as good as the fight scene in Kingsman. And then that started that conversation. (laughs) How do you even compare the two? And then I had to take the defensive to to defend my, my opinion that the Statham fight was so good that I was like, well, it's a lot more practical and a lot less CG. And then I sounded like I hated the... (laughs) (laughs)
2: i couldn't win i couldn't win you're just trying to defend your art
0: (laughs) your love for jason statham (laughs) my love for the Statham. (laughs) Uh, so anyhow we, we don't really have a movie to discuss today yeah we're just going to discuss the summer summer 17 you know we we typically do a summer preview or a summer recap Uh, episode anyway so it's we're just just starting a little later than we normally would because a few of the summer (laughs) movies have already come out it has (laughs) only one technically though
1: unless we count april now which kind of it's kind of (laughs) lame Hey, you know what you have to count april i guess because april (laughs) is pretty lit this year fate of the
0: furious came out in april that's true and that's the second highest grossing movie of the year right now and if actually you want to go to uh, uh march yeah, Be- Mar- Be- Beauty and the Beast came out, and that's the highest-grossing movie. Yes, right now.
1: March was crazy. Every week, every week of that month, actually, there was like an event film. Uh, Beauty and the Beast, Beauty and the Beast, Logan, Logan, yep, yeah, and Kong.
0: Yes, were the three April releases. There's another
1: movie too. I don't remember, but yeah, that was a. This, it's just getting crazier and crazier. There's no, there's no more dumb months. No, see, there's no more dumb month. <laughs> at least, at least not at this point in the year. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs>
2: I,
0: I'm always interested about th- this. Is this is the best time of year to look at the top 10 yes of grossing movies right because because now you can see you can see what the top 10 currently is Mm. and it's kind of laughable because you like there's no way that's going to survive the rest Mm. of the year but if you just look at the top 10 right now number 10 is split the lego movie xander cage triple x (laughs) triple x the return of xander cage Uh, Number seven is Fifty Shades Darker. Mm. Number six is Boss Baby. Number five, after a week, is Guardians of the Galaxy. Wow. Kong Skull Island is four. Logan is three. Fate of the Furious is two. And Beauty and the Beast is number one. Okay. So there are some on there that's like, well, yeah, obviously that's
1: going to be high But come on. Boss Baby, Fifty Shades Darker, (laughs) Xander Cage. Wow. Splits. Triple X was the, the surprise. I thought that came and went, but the power of the global box office. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's truly what it is. Yeah. But but it's also proof
0: that you can't – there is how, – how do you sell a movie on an actor anymore? You, yeah. You, the, on, the only person I can think of is Tom Cruise. You yes. can sell a movie on Tom Cruise, mm-hmm. but you can't sell a movie on Vin Diesel. <laughs> because if you could, Xander Cage would have – now, granted, it's made – actually, this is low. It's only – only – it has a uh, three hundred forty-six million.
1: Oh, okay, yeah, and I bet it's made for one fifty. Yeah, yeah.
0: And, but if it was, if you could sell a movie just on Vin Diesel, yeah, that movie would have done Gangbusters, mm-hmm. but it didn't. You can't because you can't, You don't sell a movie on an actor anymore.
1: Concepts, concepts, <laughs> high concepts. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: but have you? Like, I mean, what have what have you seen? You said Fate
1: of the Fierce. What did what you think of? Man, I never thought I'd say this because I think our discussion year per year, mm-hmm. has been, let's get crazier. <laughs> let's get, you want to get nuts? <laughs> let's, let's get nuts. Let's get nuts. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like, you welcomed it, right? Mm-hmm. I think they really jumped the shark on this one. Oh, okay. Yeah. That might be an unpopular opinion, but I feel as though maybe there is a line that should be drawn. <laughs> <laughs> the line must be drawn. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> It's like when you're joking around with your friends and that one friend just took it way too far. It makes a racist joke. <laughs> Mike. <laughs> Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Tevin. But, yeah. Um, I, the thing about the previous Fast and Furious, as, like, insane, over-the-top, and cartoonish as it can be, mm-hmm. it was, there is some semblance of coherency, and, like, they've, like every character gets, like, a really great moment. Mm-hmm. I think what's really underappreciated about the Fast series, like, everyone's always complaining about, oh, it's not about racing anymore. Mm-hmm. It never was about racing, yeah, no, first it was, and foremost. It wasn't. It was yeah. about stealing DVD players. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but the one underappreciated element of the series is the hand-to-hand combat. Like, mm-hmm. I was rewatching, like, the Michelle Rodriguez fight with... Uh, uh, Gina Carano. Uh, Gina Carano. That's one of the best fights in the series. And the fight with... Uh, uh, Han and, and Tyrese. Tyrese with uh, the guy from the raid. That was ridiculous, <laughs> yeah. but it was so awesome. And just just stuff like that that I felt was kind of missing in the series because mm-hmm. they tried to go bigger instead of go better. If that makes any sense? Yeah, it, it, yeah. It,
0: they went back to more, much more car based stuff. Yeah, which is which is the root of the series. Yeah. sure. But they, you're right. They did lose because because I was touting the. The Statham fight. I love that Statham fight. Because, that was one of the highlights. Yeah, yeah. And, and even The Rock and Statham busting out of prison had yeah. a lot of, like, there was a lot of cartoonish stuff about, like, The Rock throwing people through the doors, <laughs> so, but it still, it still had a... They're uh, superheroes now. Yeah. <laughs> you just accept it. <laughs> it still had a reality to it. Yeah. Uh, but I, I felt the the missing elements of Paul Walker.
1: Yeah, it, he... <laughs> it's just such a funny thing to think about that about paul walker especially like if you've been following his career since the beginning Mm -hmm. i've always thought this guy is just like such a he's so whatever you know you don't i didn't go watch fast and furious for paul walker but then when he's not there you're like oh there's a really underappreciated element that i wish i appreciated more yeah because
0: scott eastwood was (laughs) <laughs> Did you even remember he was in the movie till I just said his name? He was so bad. <laughs> he, he wasn't bad. Yeah. He just didn't do anything. Yeah. There, there there was a missing element. Like, not having Paul there removed an element of the family structure that, that has. Yeah. Because Paul's character, Brian O'Connell's character, does a good job in balancing out Tyrese's ridiculousness. Yeah. Because without... Paul there who never made fun of Ro- Roman cuz it was his best friend mm. or more <laughs> depending on how you watch the series in this everyone just made fun of Roman yes he was just the butt of everyone's joke mm. like <laughs> leaving me to wonder why he was even there in the first place <laughs> <laughs> it it was a lot of fun i i do want to see them continue to do the series there's still yeah. there's still a lot to be played with in there and apparently they're, space they're, well, the writer said he's not out of the out of. He's not. He does not dismiss that idea that they could send them into space.
1: Did you hear about what his uh, connection would be? For, no. To, or like the rationale? <laughs> no. It would be a uh, Fast and Furious slash. Chronicles of Riddick crossover. No, shit. Because <laughs> they, they, both, they both have those same rights. Uh, Universal has the rights to both of them. That's, that's a terrible idea. <laughs> you know Vin's pushing for it. He's, I, been, he's been pushing for Riddick for a decade. Oh, just like, and just David, drop it, Vin. Yeah. Nobody cares about Riddick. David Toohey
0: needs to eat, too. Jeez. Uh, um, no, <laughs> uh,
1: hello, Tia. Hi, Hi Tia. I miss you, too, Tia. <laughs>
0: Good to see you. I guess I'll take this opportunity to shut the window. <laughs> there's a there's a dog next door. Remember we used to have the, the dog next door at uh, the old place?
1: Yeah, the <laughs> one. <laughs> the, the howling uh, old Bassetown. <laughs> yeah, now, now we have this
0: ridiculous little yippy dog who lives across the street who just will... Sp- I think he like wakes up in the morning... Has a little bit of water. Has a little bit of food. Looks at his calendar. And he's like, "Oh right, today I'm going to bark for seven hours." Straight. <laughs> All right, time to get to work.
1: Oh, oh T.C., you're trying to concentrate? <laughs> I think
2: not.
0: There, there are times where I, I'm beside myself, annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, as I was saying, I'm inter- I want to see Fast and the Furious continue. It will continue. I don't want to see it cross over with. <laughs> Well, the (laughs) the only logical way to go here is Fast and the Furious crossed with a plot similar to Armageddon. Yes. Right, like, I'm not going to conceptualize anything. I don't want to give them any ideas. (laughs) (laughs) I
1: I do wonder if a grounded take would serve well at this point in time for the series. Because we have crossed a threshold of ridiculousness to where I feel as though... Going bigger does not equate to being better. And, like, like all the elements that you just uh, pointed out, like, Roman being really heightened as the butt of the joke and mm-hmm. all the cars being, like, super-powered to the point where, like, why do we need the humans anymore? <laughs> it's it's Hot Wheels the movie. Yeah, like, <laughs> I mean, the zombie uh, car sequence was pretty badass. That yeah, was, was kind of cool. <laughs> Shout-out to Ryan Walton. He worked on that sequence. <laughs> but it, it, They went out of their way to let you know that all the cars exploding were empty. Yeah. <laughs> Good, at least there was some regard for human life. But um, I, I just feel as though, like, I don't like the first film. Mm-hmm. I think it's one of the weaker ones. But I do miss that spirit of the first film where it was, like, outlaws on the run. Like, it was a Western kind yeah. of, yeah.
0: Well, un- unfortunately, there is studies that show if you don't escalate the stakes, the movie won't do as well. Uh, that, that there, are, And that, I think that's 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 ridiculous because you yeah. can sell a movie on lower stakes Logan literally the movie I was gonna segue
2: to <laughs>
0: <laughs> the and we can segue there in a second but you don't I don't feel that they need to keep saving the world they've they've gone to to, to uh, a nuke now okay there's that, that what's next aliens is the next it's, like, it's
1: the only logical explanation so
0: I agree that they they should pull back that yeah. they, they could pull back that well they're doing a spin-off with the rock and Statham. Oh my god. <laughs> so that's kinda cool, I guess. Oh my Except, god. Except are we gonna ignore the fact that how many people Statham them murdered in six or Yeah. Seven? <laughs>
1: especially he's he's the dude that killed Han.
0: I am not okay with him being in the family. <laughs> if if you can bring Han back from the dead, and he forgives Statham. <laughs> then it's okay. <laughs> okay, retcon.
1: <laughs> um, did we? Did you see Logan? Did you? I did. I did see it. I think we we briefly talked about it okay. over the interwebs. Yes. yes. Um,
0: oh shit. I'm sorry. My mic is making buzzy noises. Oh no, worries.
1: Um, I would love to hear what your thoughts are on that film. Uh, Logan was spectacular. Yeah. That, that, that the the
0: character study of of Logan and Professor X was fantastic. Yes. that uh, my, my hope for Logan is that it will affect superhero movies like the Dark Knight affected superhero mm. movies, in a good way, not in a bad way like Skyfall, um, or, or everyone thinking they need to be darker. But yeah. the, if you look at the merits of the Dark Knight and how that's affected cinema since it yeah. came out, uh, love it or hate it, why you would hate it, I don't know. But the, <laughs> Dark, Knight, the Dark Knight changed how movies are structured. Yeah. And, unfortunately, it changed how a lot of superhero movies are structured, too. Logan, as I was just saying, proved you don't need to raise the stakes higher. Yeah. You can, you can raise the personal stakes higher. Mm. Uh, that, that, that as a swan song for, for Hugh Jackman and Patrick Stewart, was phenomenal. That If, if it weren't for the original two that Singer did, um, which you need that as a basis, I, I argue. Some would disagree. You need at least those two for a basis of these two characters. I think Logan's the best X Men movie that we have. Yes. I don't, I don't, I cannot, there is nothing better in any of the X Men. Mm -hmm. If you want to think blockbusters, sure. The, the attack on the White House in the second movie, Mm -hmm. the, um, uh, elements from First Class and, uh, uh, Days of Future Past. Like there's, there are moments in all the movies that are, are bigger and better and more exciting. But when you come to, when it comes down to the depth of of a plot and a character and just the the, the how far they went with Logan, that's the best piece of film we've seen of the X Men franchise.
1: Yeah, agree. I, I agree. <laughs> agree <laughs> very much. Um, yeah, man. It's it's Unforgiven meets meets. The Wolverine. It's the Wolverine movie we've
0: deserved for so long. <laughs> it's, it's If we never see Hugh Jackman and Wolverine again, I'll, I'll be sad because I, I will miss him. I did my, my one-minute rewatch for March was Hugh Jackman. Mm. <laughs> like, I just did a piece on him as Wolverine. Yeah. And it's disappointing because we'll never see Hugh Jackman standing next to the Avengers. Yeah. Um, the, the most we can hope for at this point is that because Logan is in the far further future... Mm. Hugh Jackman could show up in Deadpool. Yeah, or is could. it an alt world story, or is it on the X timeline? <laughs> when it comes to the X Men movies, you only need to have seen the one that came before. That's it. <laughs> whatever, whatever came the the one immediately before the one you're watching. That's the only one you need to see <laughs> because they keep they keep f- fudging around with it. And anyone X-Men. who wants to complain about inconsistencies in the X Men movies has never read an X Men comic because. Boy, you want to talk some incongruences?
1: <laughs> <laughs> no one ever does. No one ever does. That's that's what the lesson I've learned from X Men uh, comics. <laughs> but no, yeah, you're you're completely right. I agree with all the points. I do think the only thing for me was the first act was a little bit too slow for me. Okay, like what, it didn't get interesting for me personally until they hit the road, and but however, the strength lies within the focus on. Uh, Logan X twenty three and Logan and Professor X. Yeah, the that that relationships the, that, that triangle relationship. Yeah, yeah. that was like um, it's beautiful, man. Because I, I feel as though they could have went with the low hanging fruit and just you know, kid psychic. Ah, you know, those yeah. in super mo- <laughs> those in superhero movies often do not work. Yeah, for me, <laughs> um, but. Uh, the I, I, I'm blanking on the girl's name, but whoever played X23 was a great counterbalance to Wolverine because she didn't play it up for laughs. She was just oh, yeah. equally as serious, equally as formidable physically, mm-hmm. um, and ferociously. And I I love that because I don't like kid actors. <laughs> if I'm being honest, because
0: <laughs> well, kid actors often hurt a of film.
1: Yeah, right? that with without
0: the right direction, without the right editing. Mm-hmm. That's why it's always so impressive when you see. Really well done child acting. Yes. That that it it wouldn't be something of note if it wasn't something special that happened. (laughs) Absolutely. Like the the Laura or X twenty three is Phen- phenomenal, like so, so good. Whoever her little miniature stunt double was did a great job too. Or did she do her own stunts? The world, there's no
1: way to know. Her name is Mar- Mar- Marissa Lebog. She's a Canadian Asian American uh, stunt woman. <laughs> oh, <there> you go. <laughs> 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 Thank you, Ben. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no. They, I dare I say all three performances, especially uh, Hugh Jackman and Patrick Stewart. Oscar worthy oh, Wow well, I mean that's a That's a bold statement yeah. Coming from From th-
0: uh, From talking about this film Yes However I will not disagree Because I recently found out And how I did not know this Until recently Sigourney Weaver was nominated For an Oscar For her performance in Aliens Aliens? The second one Sigourney Weaver was nominated For best actress In a motion picture Yeah For Aliens Wow, isn't that
1: incredible? That's actually really cool. That is really freaking cool. <laughs> That's really cool. <laughs> See, ah, man, I was just complaining about this to uh, our, our good friend Bryce last last Oscar. Bryce, there's not enough love for genre in. The Oscars. Well, it's it. People turn their
0: nose up at it. Yeah, and you're right. Hugh Jackman's performance, Patrick Stewart's supporting role performance, and that is heartbreaking. It's gorgeous to to look at a study of someone suffering from dementia mm-hmm. and and aging out of yeah. their abilities. That's incredible. That's and that's very grounded in a real thing. Mm. That's if you've ever had an elderly person in your life that you've had to watch slowly lose their mind. Yeah.
1: It's, it's it's very sad. It's very sad.
0: And he brought that to that performance and. Uh, man, yeah, I I agree that that at, at least Patrick Stewart is on is in a whole new like in a different league. <laughs> yeah,
1: best supporting. I I feel as though, I mean, I don't know if he his I'm not aware of his indie work, but mm-hmm. that's the most complex performance I've seen Patrick Stewart being given to work with because we know he's more incapable. He's a master thespian, right? But you know, all these like big blockbuster films that he's in, he's not giving anything. Really complicated to do, it. but this is like the most meaty and yeah. most uh, requiring of someone of his gravitas and charisma and talent. It's it's great yeah. when you can see an actor appreciating their role on screen. Yes, when you can watch someone giving it their all,
0: like that yeah. that they 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 understand how important their role is. Uh, have you seen Green Room?
1: Patrick Stewart. Oh yes, yes, he's so he. Okay, I, I lied, I lied. I have seen that. Yes, yeah. he is good. He's very good in that movie. I did not like the movie, but I like I liked him a lot. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see what else. Uh, Beauty and the Beast. Did you give that a watch? I did. What did you think? I I think you and I have come to a common agreement <laughs> on Disney live adaptations of their animated features. It is unnecessary. <laughs> <laughs> there are elements in Beauty and the Beast that they that they did that impressed
0: me. I actually yes. they I, I found some enjoyment in some of the choices they made in developing Gaston as a soldier coming mm. back from war, yeah. the exploration of Belle's mom in the details that they gave. It was nice, and, and they drew some stuff from the stage, the Broadway musical, yeah. into the movie, and they did a great job of of just telling the exact same animated movie story with new details sprinkled in. Uh, they, they had a great art, art, art direction to it. But I agree, these, these don't serve much of a purpose. Yeah. Uh, they're not the worst. Um, for those of you who might also listen to my weekly Disney podcast that I've been doing with Jeff, the Top Shelf Disney Animation Studios Library, we just did Sleeping Beauty and discussing Maleficent, and someone tweeted in and asked us what we thought about all the live-action movies, like what the best one was. And I, I don't particularly have anyone that springs to mind, like, that's yeah. the best live-action one, but I can tell you the worst one is it. You don't even remember it. You don't. I'm going to say it, and you're not even going to remember it existed. So not
1: recent memory? or Oh, yeah, it's,
0: it came out in the past five years. Okay, try me. <laughs> the Sorcerer's Apprentice, starring Nick Cage... And Jay Baruchel. Holy
2: shit. <laughs> you didn't even remember it existed. Dude,
1: that's when we were working at the theater back in 2008. Oh, there you go. I totally forgot about that movie. <laughs> <laughs> yep,
0: that is that is the worst live action reimagining of a Disney animated property. Okay. The sources of Apprentice. Come on, th- that's terrible. <laughs> I, I forgot Nicholas Cage was in that movie. <laughs> With a long-haired wig. <laughs> he, he exists in the Disney universe, <laughs> <laughs> but Beauty and the Beast was it was fine. It was fine. Yeah, I it's. I know people were making a big deal about the whole oh, no, uh, LaFou's gay. He was he was a he was like a a '90s movies in, or a
1: '90s TV show interpretation of a gay character, exactly. right? Like it was so it was still so swept under the rug, <laughs> like it, the most inoffensive way. You could portray a gay person. And (laughs) people were up in arms about it because... Yeah. I don't know why. Yeah, because people are idiots. Yeah. Uh, And then
0: uh, Power Rangers went through the same thing where they're like,
2: first
1: openly gay character. Which they weren't either. (laughs) It was still so like... uh, Like what? They don't even say the word gay. We're still afraid to say gay. That's how (laughs) much progress we made. (laughs) The Yellow Ranger
0: in Power Rangers is not openly gay. No. An openly gay, gay person does not have confusion in their choices. And yeah. Like, and she's like a teenager. She doesn't know. She's trying to figure it out. Yeah. Like, that's that's more natural. If Power Rangers should have done anything, mm-hmm. it should have promoted their uh, their use of a a very well-realized uh, character on the spectrum.
1: Yes. I, I do agree. Billy was the most well-developed character yeah. of all the films. And I guess it, we're talking it, Power Rangers now. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. We're, we're talking Power <laughs> no, Rangers. No worries.
0: His his uh, being autistic in some fashion, yeah. okay, I mean, so, he's somewhere on the autism spectrum. Mm. He admits it. He talks about it. When it comes down to that campfire scene where they're talking about their struggles, yeah. his struggle is accepting the death of his father, mm. not his autism. Yes. That is so beautiful. Like, it that, was, that was a very amazingly well-realized plot, uh, plot element. Mm-hmm. And,
1: the, and that's, what, that's what Power Rangers could have talked about. Like, uh, yeah. hey, we got
0: a very human, real uh Autistic person. Yay. Exactly. (laughs) Ah,
1: (laughs) That's what's so frustrating about that film because there was elements of it that were really brilliant, but then Mm -hmm. majority of it were so low-hanging fruit. Yeah. Um, yeah. I – did not like the revenge porn thread with Kimberly. Oh, no. I thought that was really in poor taste. She's the bad guy, right? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Why would you cheer for her? (laughs) We're supposed to feel sorry for this person because they regret being an asshole? (laughs) I just realized
0: that Power Rangers isn't in the top ten of the year so far. Yeah, it really underperformed. Yeah. Uh, Really, when I watched it, I was – it was fine. I actually enjoyed the first kind of half of it. Once they yeah. once we hit montage and them trying to figure out their powers, I lost interest. Yeah. Once they reenacted the opening Go Go Power Ranger and you see the yeah. Zords running, I was like, I can leave now. <laughs> I don't need to see the rest of this movie. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that uh the final battle was like PlayStation <laughs> 1 graphics. <laughs> oh boy. Just uh I don't know. Eh. What what were we expecting, right? Like,
0: yeah. I mean, uh, I, was, yeah. I was not expecting it to be amazing. I don't I don't even know why people were expecting it to be amazing. Yeah. However, I don't under, I don't think people had any reason to be freaking out about it existing the way it did. Like, just yeah. just relax. The TV show is not going anywhere. <laughs> that show's been going for twenty years now, and yeah. it's still continuity. And you got your it, it's fine. You're fine. Yes,
1: absolutely. And yeah. the Super Sentai show too. Yeah. yeah I'm just wondering. Man, Power Rangers is one of those really weird properties where we still hold in really high regard even though it's never been good <laughs> it has never been good ever ever i know yes i will openly admit that there's
0: a huge nostalgia factor for yeah. a lot of things we discuss on this show mm-hmm. and just in everyday conversation and power rangers is heavily affected by nostalgia yeah <laughs> because it is terrible <laughs> if you if you want to step back and look on the other side of the camera and the the production elements of it the the what what those actors and the editing team and the production team on the american side had to go through to craft the show it's super impressive yeah they worked seven days a week Whew. right for for a year straight they had no time off like to no come. unions too i guess <laughs> <laughs> the way they the way they crafted the show is using the old japanese footage and then creating the live action one and then having to do all the voiceovers like Kudos to them for what they created, yeah. and I will definitely tip my hat to the show yeah. for that, but it's still a piece of crap. <laughs> <laughs> it's, we've grown out of it. It's, yeah. We're, we're old.
1: <laughs> uh, let's see. <laughs> Splits. Did you see Splits? I did not. I hear it. Well, what, have you seen it? Yes, I have. Would you say M. Night is back? No. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Look, I people want to say M. Night's back, that's fine. He's he's on his way back. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Look, the guy's uh,
1: still greenlit for an Airbender Two. Oh my! Oh my God, that was the most shocking news to come out of the wire this beca- week.
0: Just it's like when when studios constantly learn the wrong lesson from yeah. things like, oh, Deadpool was rated R. Let's make everything rated R. Like, no, that's not why Deadpool succeeded, yeah. you dumb dumbs. <laughs> uh, dark Knight was dark. Make everything dark. That's, not, that's uh, so. Oh, M Night had one hit. Let's yes. just give him the airbender. Give again. him a five-picture deal. <laughs> Split is really good. Okay. Split is really good. James McAvoy did a fantastic job in, in playing these multiple personalities. The main actress in it who was also in it Follows, I believe. She's Oh yeah. She's great. Mm-hmm. And the this structure and the, the the plot like the script is neat, but there's still the schamanism right take a step back and look at the the kind of mistakes he always makes yeah. like the dialogue in some of those in some of the places is is bad and and uh it just the fact that he was more restrained in his ridiculousness mm. It's it's like a it's like a C student doing well on a test because they studied. <laughs> oh, look. You got an A. Good job. <laughs> you you still have a C average. <laughs> Let's not forget how low your grades are in general. Yeah. Uh I'm I'm happy to see him return to something that's more on form, mm-hmm. but I'm I will not forgive him for the the crap he's made in the past 10 years. <laughs> okay? Let's, Never forget the happening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, hey, plant! <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, science! Um, I, I am excited by the prospects of of returning to the Unbreakable world because that's what that was one of the first uh, studio meddling's in in Shyamalan's existence as a filmmaker. Is that he set out to set he set out to do a trilogy with Unbreakable, and this yeah. was before the superhero boom. And the, the studio shut him down. They said, no, put a card up at the end of this. we were not giving you a sequel. Yeah. And so he had to put up a, a David Dunn card. Like, the end of Unbreakable is a card of text. Yeah. It's like, ah, wouldn't it have been great to see more of this? And now we're going to get to see it. Sorry, spoiler, at this point, if you didn't know Split was connected to Unbreakable.
1: <laughs> no worries. Uh, someone, someone did let me know that. Mm-hmm. And I my reaction was like, what? <laughs> well, to, <laughs> Does it, it make sense? It, it does. Okay. Because
0: that... that that element of oh okay explains some of the supernatural elements in the course of split because split does play out in a rather uh, realistic grounded suspense thriller for most of the movie and then there's some elements near the end that you're like okay i guess i guess i just got to accept this <laughs> and then when they do the the mid credits stinger with the nick fury scene not nick fury but you know what i mean yeah like the marvel mid-credits sequence that answers any any skepticism you might have mm-hmm. about the supernatural elements in the movie earlier yeah. So, so i was like oh okay cool oh but when i was watching it someone had already told me it was connected to unbreakable they didn't outright tell me but they did that sort of thing where it's like hey uh what's your favorite uh, m night movie mm-hmm. yeah what about unbreakable okay enjoy split <laughs> like well thank you for all the information i need to know that this is connected so I spent the whole movie waiting for that connection to solidify, and it doesn't. The whole movie passes. There's no connection whatsoever to Unbreakable. Mm. It's the extra credit at the end that connects it. Okay. So now that I've spoiled everything for you, check it out. <laughs> <laughs> Split. Yes. Okay, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's see what else. what else has come out. Uh, um, have you? Is there anything else that springs to mind that you've? That you've seen?
1: What what month are
0: we in on your calendar right now? Um, I've just started scrolling through the 2017. So January, mm. uh, like um, the Resident Evil movie came out. Did um, not see that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Rings came out. Did not see that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, 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 but the Lego Batman movie. I yes, think, I think we may have discussed this, but uh, yeah. like, just a quick recap. Of... Sure,
1: just quick recap. It was it was fun. It ran redundant though for its. Even for his short runtime, I feel <laughs> as though Will Arnett's Batman serves way better as a supporting supporting character. character. Okay. Yeah,
0: um, I I I liked it more than the Lego Movie.
1: What?
0: Yeah, it, it's and it's and it comes strictly on the fact of all of the meta humor of mm-hmm. Batman jokes. Yeah, I just had more. Of, I have more of a connection to Batman, therefore I was able to appreciate a lot of the jokes that they sprinkled in there. Okay, and and how they. Explore Joker and Batman's relationship, and Robin and Batman. Like there was, I I liked it more than the Lego Movie. In that I've seen Lego Movie a couple times now since, and unfortunately, I don't feel holds up as well as it (gasps) did the first time I saw it.
1: That's uh, <laughs> shocking.
0: I am shocked. Hey. This is a Shyamalan twist. <laughs> May, and I don't want you to make it seem like I, I dislike the Lego Movie, yeah. which is <laughs> kind of like what I was saying earlier. It's like yeah. just because I say I don't like it as much doesn't mean I don't like it. Yeah. I just liked Batman a little bit more. However, you're right. It does. It does run a little bit long. It does. It it's it kind of just hammers the point home a little too much. Uh, I think in the grand scheme, I just don't think the Lego movies are as incredible as. Some Pixar stuff, some Disney stuff. absolutely. They're great. They're great. I really do enjoy them. And um, I I really appreciate some of the deeper cut jokes that they had in the Batman, the Lego Batman. Like, you've been doing this for a really, really long, 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 long time. And they're showing every incarnation of Batman right down to the black and white serials. (laughs) I was like, that's good. (laughs) That's
1: pretty clever. Yeah. Yeah.
0: um, I liked that Barbara Gordon and James Gordon were la- Latino.
1: Yes, that was that was cool. I did not know Jim was until you pointed it out, and yeah. then that blew my mind. Yeah, I thought <laughs> I thought that was a cool. A uh, little thing there, and, and it was—it was, it was just—it just was.
0: They yes. Didn't Make a big deal about it. It just was.
1: They yeah. weren't like, "Hi, I'm Jim Gordon. I'm Latino." <laughs> <laughs> Jim Gordano. <laughs> Hi, Jim Gordon, Latino. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Although that would have been—that would have been funny. <laughs> <laughs> Two on the nose.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: no, I, I really enjoyed the Lego Movie, and my my nephew who loves Legos. That's like he lives in he wants to work for Legos. Okay. Um, that. He's like, I think the Lego
1: Batman movie might be my favorite movie of all time. Oh, man. <laughs> so, there you go, nephew. Yeah, yeah He must be looking forward to Ninjago then. Is that how you say it? Is that Ninjago? Is it Ninjago? 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 I don't know anymore. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know either. Searches for meaning of life. <laughs> uh,
0: Fifty Shades Darker. Did not see that. John Wick 2.
1: I did see that. What are your thoughts on John Wick 2? This is unpopular, but I did not like it. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, I, I watched the first one immediately. Mm-hmm. So it was a back to back double feature. Yeah. I love the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, can't believe it took me so long to watch it. Oh, you had never seen it? I'd so- never seen wow. it. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That, that first one yeah. is something special. Yeah. And I think, because we're talking a lot about sequels today, I think there is something about the element of surprise mm-hmm. when it comes into sequel territory and you can either go two ways go bigger with the same formula yeah which is like the common trend Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. or you try something different yeah john wick 2 does the same thing but bigger and so i i feel as though especially watching it back to back and seeing the comparisons back to back yeah it was cool (laughs) but it ran redundant because it was literally the same things yeah, yeah, it's same beats. It, that first one is so cool because yeah. it's it's all this
0: amazing mythology and world building yeah. that that leaves you wanting more without without distracting you from the film itself. Yeah, it's when you walk away, you're like, what were those gold coins? What was that 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 hitman hotel? Like, yeah, there's like really neat elements about that that I, Baba Yaga. Like he's the boogeyman. Yeah, like there's all these neat little seeds of story sprinkled in that first John Wick. And in the second one, they start letting those seeds grow, and yeah. it makes that makes it less special. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. There was some. I love the common fight. Oh, the best fight. That was the best fight in the movie. Uh, I don't particularly like Ruby Rose. I really liked her in John Wick Two. The yeah, fact she was that good. she was this deaf character mm-hmm. who used sign language and how they used subtitles to yeah. to interpret her, and uh, she she was a she was a cool character. Uh, I like that the fight landed them in the hotel and they had to stop fighting. Like that was a <laughs> neat beat right there. Yeah. But I agree. I, I've uh, Steve was saying like he liked it more than the first, and mm. I, I was like, ah, I, find, eh, I, I like the first one more. I, I, it was similar to people saying like Lego Batman movie is the best Batman movie. Okay, that, that come <laughs> on guys, come on, who's saying that? Look, <laughs> I demand names. I per- I'll, I'll make a list for you. First of all, you can't say Lego Batman's the best Batman movie. Because the entirety of the Batman movie relies on all the other Batman movies. Exactly. And builds upon humor built upon all those previous yeah. Batman movies. Mm-hmm. And even build upon Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter and. Uh, The Batman versus Superman and the Suicide Squad, a lot of what makes Lego Batman work is making fun of all those other properties. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Just by that alone can't be the best Batman movie Mm -hmm. because if you only watch the Lego Batman movie, you won't get two thirds of the jokes in the movie. Yeah. And with John Wick, to say John Wick 2 is better, it's like, ah, no, because that first one set up everything that they just capitalized in the second one. Yeah. I still liked it, but I that first one was. My, boy, do we sound like just cranky old cynical assholes? The, <laughs> let's, let's see what else came out that we hate. Uh, the
1: Great Wall. <laughs> oh, I did not see that. No, nah, I don't think anyone did. <laughs> uh, get Out. Okay. I think I think we need to talk about this. Well, what are we can talk about Get Out or the yeah. Great Wall. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'll we can talk about the Great Wall a little bit. I, I didn't personally see it, um, mostly because you were boycotting it, because uh, morality reasons, <laughs> <laughs> but. Also, it just just on cinematic value, it did not look good. No, it, it did wasn't not look good. It wasn't, and yeah. all the hubbub about like, how
0: dare you whitewash this movie? Yeah. Matt Damon is a supporting character in the movie. He's not the. That's main what character. I hear. So it was like that's what's more insulting. <laughs> it, it, they, they felt like they had to sell the movie on Matt Damon's name. Yeah, and realistically, yeah, because he was the only star in the movie, mm. American star in the movie, yeah. to sell to an American audience. But in the grand scheme of things. Not only is he a supporting character, he doesn't even have an arc in the movie. He's just a prop. That's so shocking. Yeah. The, super shocking. The, the main characters in The Great Wall mm. actually have arcs and are heroes yeah. and are the the defenders of the wall. Yeah. still a garbage movie. The <laughs> CG is, is awful. There's never once do you feel any sort of threat by these cartoons attacking these real people. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah,
1: blah. I think that's what's most... That's that's kind of the thing about that argument where uh, a lot of folks are kind of um, it's flying over their heads because, like, he was centered in all the marketing campaigns mm-hmm. as yeah. if he was the hero. Yeah, as if he w- we're following him in this story. Mm-hmm. Like, we're not complaining that white people are in China. <laughs> I'm sure there is, but like. But not for this story. It didn't make any sense, and so that's what's more uh, insulting. Because saying yeah. like someone like Andy Lau, who's an international superstar, who has I'm I'm sure way more followers than Matt Damon. <laughs> if you think about it, Matt Damon just does small prestige films. Yeah, the the only big Matt Damon films that he really that really like makes. In terms of global dollars, are the Bourne trilogies? And even that last one wasn't even that good. Yeah, so I'm, I'm just I'm just kind of still shocked by that archaic thinking that you know we still can sell movies by movie stars, right? Yeah. And
0: now, the, if you go back 15 years, you can trick people in the scene of movie based on star power with Drew Barrymore for Scream. She's in five minutes of the movie. That's it. She's in Scream, but they sold the whole movie on her. Yeah, you, you knew that. You're not being.
1: You're oh sure. wait, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm hearing. I thought I, I thought I heard Halle Berry. No, no, Drew Barrymore. Drew Barrymore. Yes, Drew. yes, that's right. I, I believe I said Drew Barrymore, right? No, I, yeah, you did. Okay, all right. uh, I, I'm mixing it up. Sorry, that's <laughs> <laughs> my brain. Play back the tape. Play back the tape. <laughs> but,
0: but that that was clever marketing and to just solely sell Great Wall on Matt Damon is silly marketing, and and really it's a it's a let's let's compare the two. You got the the blowout Chinese-made production of the mm. Great Wall sold on star power yeah. that's had nothing inspired about it, mm. and was a failure. And then you have Get Out, which is a low-budget, first-time director, nobody-named stars. I mean, Bradley Woodford is a B-list at best, and
1: that movie I love see, The West did, Wing. Did you see Get Out? <laughs> I did. Get Out gives me purpose and gives me intent and reason to why I am pursuing this career. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, that's
0: it was inspiring. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And and even probably more so for you to coming from a person of color, uh, what Get Out was able to accomplish was incredible.
1: Yeah, it's it's a perspective that is not often seen uh, in the mainstream conversation. But I, I do appreciate that um, just everyone was able to not only relate, but can empathize with this uh, perspective, because even if I am like a quote unquote person of color, mm-hmm. I do not know this experience at all, <laughs> but see, but seeing it was like wow. Just it's so powerful about hitting you over the head with it, you know. Right, and and yeah. I don't
0: mean so much as the message in the movie, but I mean the production itself. That a movie made by the people, it's made by yeah. and accepted by a mainstream audience, yes,
1: is that's inspiring. Absolutely, it's as inspiring as when <laughs> Moonlight won Best Picture last yeah. year. Just saying, it, it gives us. It feels like there's a chance. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel impossible <laughs> like the the hill is less less steep to climb. Yeah. And so uh, seeing that and seeing Jordan Peele's like transformation from like comedian to serious filmmaker mm-hmm. has been I'm very impressed. I had never I never saw this coming in a million years. I was like <laughs> the guy from Mad TV. <laughs> well it's it's, yeah.
0: it's funny when you really think about it that uh, Keegan-Michael Key, he's he's the face yes. of that duo. Mm-hmm. Peele Jordan has been in his skits obviously but when you really look at who's out there in front more mm-hmm. it's key yeah uh, and jordan peele certainly must be the the writer of the team of the he might he's the craftsman of the team yeah and that's proven by get out because get out is such a great dark funny s- thrilling yes. scary mm-hmm. socially poignant mm-hmm. movie yeah uh great cast by the way uh um I can't remember his name, but he's in Black Mirror.
1: Daniel Kaluga, Kaluya, Kaluya. Yeah. Not, yeah. not a hint of his accent. in yeah. Get Out. So great dialect coach there. Incredible, because he's he's British, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep, yep. he's British. Um, man, just big props to Jordan Peele because I I think we really underappreciate comedy as you you yourself are um, really a, the master of comedy as well. Um, Thank you. That's way too kind. <laughs> <laughs> I feel as though. Horror and comedy go really well on well hand in hand together because mm-hmm. it's all about timing. Oh yeah, um, and Get Out they actually kind of poke fun at the jump scares, <laughs> like all the jump all the quote unquote jump scares that happen in the film are are really nothing. You know, they're, it's not like a character reveal or it's not like a – it's not meant to shock or anything. It's just meant to like, oh, hey, pay that. attention. <laughs> Wake up. <laughs> I'm, I'm paying attention. I'm paying attention. <laughs> but it's the really skin-crawling moments, the really, oh, wow, you know, like moments where this could actually happen in real life. Yeah. The- this what r- – r- Made me terrified.
0: The the yeah. tension building in that movie is great. Even the opening shot, that one long shot, yes, of the of the uh, the backwoods. Yeah. Well, he's yeah. just no. He's not even backwoods. He's walking through a neighborhood, and oh, he,
1: with with a uh,
0: Keith Steinfeld. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that opening sequence is done as a oneer. <sighs> yeah. And it's so much tension as it's it's playing out. And there's there's uh, like when the cop pulls over mm. Allison Williams and. The main character, <laughs> and, like the tension there, the the hypnosis scene, the standing outside smoking, and the one dude just comes running by. Like, there's all those great tension-filled moments that are also like <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm
1: laughing. <laughs> this is making me uncomfortable. <laughs>
0: yeah, so so great. I I you know this, Ben. I do not like horror movies. I'm not a fan of the genre. Yeah. But when when a movie is done this well, yeah, it that's uh, that makes me like the genre. Yes. And Get Out is is a very special film, and I hope that it's it can it affects the careers of the people involved in it as well as I'd like to see Jordan. Uh, he's being, he's being uh, considered for something big, isn't he? Akira. A- okay, yeah. But he turned it
1: down. Oh, good man. For, uh, <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> for uh, a three-picture deal with Universal. So I think that's a smart move. Yeah. Like, keep making these low-key personal films. I feel as though it will shape him more as an artist. Yeah. And the more... Just personally, I'm kind of just going through a uh, it's a it's a really cool crossroads, but it's very terrifying because I don't know where I should go as a director. Mm -hmm. You know, do I want to continue to pursue like blockbuster action or more like personal low key films? Because um, from what I've, uh, you know, heard and talked to from my mentors at the DGA and whatnot, they've all said, you know, uh, studio films, they're all made by a machine and you're just a cog in it. Yeah. So your voice has no real effect on the product, and if he were to do Akira, I'm sure he would have just been a cog in the machine. Mm-hmm. And so I I feel as though someone with a special talent like Jordan Peele needs to have a voice, a stamp, a mark on his work. So I wholeheartedly agree. Yes. And I don't think Akira should should happen anyway. I don't.
0: We'll get to Ghost in the Shell. In a minute. <laughs> Look, I I think that Akira should happen in some sort of uh, spiritual reference to it. Yeah. Right? Like, I often cite Looper as a great Terminator movie. Yes. Like, don't... I don't think Akira needs to exist as Akira. Sh- certainly, mm-hmm. some suit out there is like, we can sell the movie based on the name. Because yeah. people... Name recognition, blah, blah, blah. I think that there's an opportunity to, to explore what Akira talks about mm-hmm. in different films. Right? Like, you yeah. can... Like you can you can you can do Star Wars with the first Guardians of the Galaxy, right? You can you can homage or reference or explore themes and ideas of a source material without literally making the source material. Mm. I mentioned Kingsman earlier. You you miss the old James Bond? Here you go. Here's an R-rated old James Bond. (laughs) Like I'd much rather see someone try to get Akira that way Uh than trying to strictly make Akira. Yes, because by doing that. You're setting yourself up for failure. Yes, there's just there's just no foreseeable way to do Akira correctly. Yes, if absolutely. you're just going to do Akira, I just don't say the, not in a film, no, in a, in a series, in a Netflix series, in a in a mini series on HBO or stars. Yes, totally. But to try to do a two and a half hour movie with uh, based on Akira, even the cartoon movie Akira is not even half of the book. Like, <laughs> it doesn't even get to the halfway point before yeah. the movie ends. Like,
1: yes, it's, it's just don't bother. Absolutely, I I think this would uh, this would be a great segue to give us in a Shell soon because it's in the same month. But um, but yeah, I, I'm just wondering. The only question I would pose to anyone who's even considering making this film is like, how do you? make it in an american context because it's so deeply rooted in japanese lore and culture Mm -hmm. and politics Mm and history history yeah Yeah. like how does it make sense it's all based around the atomic bombing of uh hiroshima yes and like how do you correlate that to our history and with these characters you can't you can't
0: you cannot capture akira through american lens
1: yeah I'm, I'm, I know someone
0: listening right now is like, yes, you can. Yes, you can. And I say, no, you can't strictly interpret Akira to an American audience. Mm-hmm. You can explore the themes. I will say yes. that again, that there are the character exploration and the, 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 the themes of what the government will do to the children for the greater good. Mm-hmm. Like, There's certainly other
1: movies that explore that, and you can capitalize on that. Just don't try to make a cure out of it. Yeah, <laughs> Why? What, what's this fascination about a cure? I, I do think it's just a thirst for the aesthetics because it is a very sexy looking property and stuff like yeah, that. watch Blade Runner then. I know. <laughs> watch Blade Runner 2049.
0: <laughs> uh, well, let's talk Ghost in
1: the Shell. Did you see it? I didn't. Then we cannot talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> I love to talk about it. The stuff surrounding it. Have you seen it? I have seen it, yes. I, I would love to, and you can feel free to spoil it away because mm-hmm. I don't really care about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, did you like it? The It is a gorgeous movie. That's what I hear, yeah. It is
0: beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like the, the art direction, the production design on Ghost in the Shell is stunning. I, and I sat through it every step of the way appreciating the look of the film. Yeah. Uh, there, there are even elements of the film that's that's they they got really well that they managed to capture those themes and ideas from the many versions of Ghost in the Shell. Like you got the two movies and the one episode of a TV show. Okay, right? Like and all, all in the same movie? Well, no, no. Well, they didn't. They didn't take. Those stories and literally just put them on the screen. Yeah, they just took elements of all the Ghost in the Shell mythology and created a new story for it. Okay, so it's not it's not a it's not a page for page interpretation of the original film, which would be impossible anyway because that movie's so complex. Yeah, that it takes multiple viewings to even understand what the hell you're watching. Yeah, <laughs> but aesthetically, they nailed it, and Scarlett Johansson did a really great job. Mm. She is a very compelling, charming performance uh performer uh she she she's you know easy on the eyes but but the the physicality she brought to the role she has this very stiff robotic walk that Mm. i heard some people making fun of like sure she's walking like she's got a stick up her ass well she is a robot (laughs) and um uh bato the, the actor who plays bato did a really good job and there's the there's an elderly uh asian man in it that plays like the chief of police and he's he's got one scene in particular that's awesome. Yeah. Just this like badass cowboy moment. <laughs> but the just strictly based on the scripts, just looking at how the the whole movie is structured, there's a halfway point where they, there's the reveal of the villain. Yeah. And that's the end. Like once that that's the peak of the movie. That, mm-hmm. that the revelation of the villain it's all downhill from there. Yeah, like that. That second act twist should have been the last act twist. Mm. It's just structured really poorly. Mm. That the the whole second half of the movie feels like the denouement. Like it's just just dropping down. And then they have their big blowout third third act action sequence where she's fighting a giant robot and it's <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> and it's it's nothing. It's nothing. Yeah. Like that. It's the whole whitewashing aside. Mm-hmm. I'll get that to get to that in a second. Just the script itself was was structured poorly. Yes. If you wanted to do something more thoughtful and and, and focus less on the blockbuster, mm. it shouldn't have ended the way it did. It, yeah. sh- it should have been a much more steadily paced, thoughtful drama with yeah. action elements in it. But they didn't do that. They, yeah. they kept crowbarring in action sequences, mm. and and it, it just was a, a weak script. Okay. For how beautiful the movie looks, yeah. for how good some of the performances are. And then... There's the literal whitewashing that Scarlett Johansson realizes her previous form, her
1: ghost, was in a Japanese girl's body. I heard about that egregious twist, and that just made everything ten times worse. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I even
2: felt
0: like they thought they were like, no, no, it's cool. We're explaining it. Like <laughs> As I'm watching it play out, I'm like, don't. Are you kidding me? <laughs> How could... Um, I just had this this
1: like wow you guys went there.
2: (laughs) It's
1: it's a literal and figurative and creative way to erase our faces. (laughs) (laughs) But here's the thing: I will say it again.
0: That's not the biggest problem with the movie. Yeah, that's a problem with the movie, Mm -hmm. and I will and I. It's a big problem. Yeah, but the real problem is the script. It's a terrible film. It's not a terrible. <laughs> <movie>. <laughs> I know you want it to be a terrible film. Yeah. I know a lot of people want it to be a terrible film. It's not. It's not a Juve Ball movie. It's not yeah. Last Airbender. It's not. It, there are far worse movies mm. out there this year. There's far worse movies that we've even talked about already. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, just bad. It's just not great. It's not good. It's. It's unfortunate okay. because there's so much cool in it. It looks yeah. amazing. Again, the performances are good. It's just a bad script.
1: I think yeah. that's kind of the thing with the American adaptation of uh, things that we probably should be adapting. Yeah. Is we take what we think looks cool, mm-hmm. but we have no feeling towards this source material. Because it goes in a shell as weird and over <laughs> the top as it is. Mm-hmm. It is a very thoughtful uh Piece of storytelling, yes. like it inspired the Matrix. Oh, certainly, like, it's definitely one of the one of the
0: many uh, otherworldly influences on <laughs> yeah on uh, the
1: Matrix, especially all of the philosophical <laughs> elements. And I mean, to hear that, like, I I will be out front and say I never cheer against the film. Like, being in this industry, you all are my peers, no matter what level we are at. Mm-hmm. So, this movie bombing, someone lost their job, or someone will not be getting a job, and yeah. that. That does not bring me joy at all. But I do feel like there are times when we need a wake up call. You know, we, we need you know, lessons how, need to be learned. How like, many times you know,
0: <laughs> is are mistakes like this gonna happen before people start realizing? Absolutely.
1: And I'm not even broke. talking about the whitewashing stuff. Just hearing about the script and I, I'm not a fan of Rupert Sanderson or whatever his name is, um Seven the the Snow White director. Snow White and the Husband. Yes. I thought that movie was terrible. And I was shocked that this was someone who they brought on for this kind of film. Do you know
0: what Snow White and the Huntsman has? The aesthetic. This is true. The look, the art direction, the production design of Snow White and the Huntsman is really good. Yeah. And so maybe that's what he... He (laughs) he picks the right art team. (laughs) 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 Yeah, it's... I hope that lessons are learned from this. From The Great Wall and Ghost in the Shell, that's... And I've said it already. You you can't sell a movie on a star anymore. There is no stars to sell movies anymore. Mm. That's just... That's just the way it is. People are going to go for the recognition of a property or a concept. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's just the way it is. And then even going on – trying to go on concept recognition does not guarantee failure. Yeah. Or, sorry, does not guarantee success. <laughs> yes. It doesn't guarantee failure either, yeah. but it doesn't guarantee success. I'd say it doesn't guarantee failure because Guardians of the Galaxy is Star Wars, and it's yeah. succeeding on, a, on every step and every step of the way. Yes. But – need for speed is
1: not fast and the furious <laughs> right so absolutely yeah. yeah i'm just i really want to get to, i really want to understand the root of this problem because this star power thing well there is elements of it that make sense the argument because right, right. In, in the world of social media um actors are often hired based on their following on instagram it's it's crazy just like on on like indie levels or um I mean, that's why Vin Diesel and The Rock are doing so well. They have, like, 10 million per followers on yeah. Facebook. Yeah, I and, said Tom yeah. Cruise
0: is a name recognition. I'm going to re- re- add to it. The Rock. Yes. Yeah. You can sell a movie strictly on The Rock. Definitely <laughs> The Rock because
1: he he's the highest-paying actor um, in the world right now. Hell yeah, uh, and I love The Rock. <laughs> well-deserved, well-deserved. But I feel as though the star power thing's ridiculous. ridiculous. It, it is an excuse to not try something new mm-hmm. or to not give new talent uh, a platform. Um, there was this this small film I forgot I can't pronounce it because it's a Native Hawaiian but um, it just the news came out yesterday in Deadline and broke uh, this indie film it's like with people I've never heard of mm-hmm. um, but there was an uproar because they cast a, a Irishman to play Native Hawaiian oh boy and this Native Hawaiian is like a folk hero he basically you know was. Um, because there, there was like a Japanese infiltrator who was going to, you know, steal something from Native Hawaiian uh, army base, steal information. It was going to be some, and an attack was going to happen during World War II that was going to be bigger than Pearl Harbor. Hey. And this hero stopped him. And it sounds like a great story. Yeah. I would love to see that movie. But they cast an Irish dude. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> Just, uh, apparently, a guy from Black Sails. I've never seen that show. But um, does he look Hawaiian? No. So can they paint him to be Hawaiian? <laughs> <laughs> He literally looks like a white dude on bronze with bronzer. <laughs> oh boy. And so I'm, I'm just concerned by where this logic is coming from because they're like, oh, you know, where are you going to find a Native Hawaiian actor? Blah, blah blah, this and that. Do, do you realize? Look, <laughs> just exactly, just go to Hawaii and point, <laughs> yeah, and, and do an open casting call. Yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, I, it takes effort, of course, but Mm -hmm. everything does. I I feel as though it's the low-hanging fruit to go towards that argument because just even in context with that project... Native Hawaiian, Polynesian folks, Pacific Islander, their culture is very richly based in storytelling. Mm-hmm. Their stories are passed down orally through song and dance and theater. And tattoos. And tattoos, <laughs> all that stuff, It's through art. And to say that there's no performers in that community, that's not only insulting but just straight-up ignorant. Yeah. yeah. It, it's I, Credit to Disney for seeking out uh, the actress who voiced Moana. Yes.
0: Now, I'll be honest. She was not the strongest voice actor they could have picked. They yes. could have picked someone with more experience who could have brought a little more to the role because she's good, yeah. but she's not as good as she probably could have been. Mm-hmm. But the fact that they were willing to take that chance yeah. to be like, you know, we could get someone who's an experienced voice actress or performer mm. to do this role, but we would rather have someone who's native to the culture yes, and that, and then coach her and direct her and make a performer out of her. That's amazing that they yes. were willing to take that chance. And Moana did fine. Did fine. And,
1: <laughs> and not only that, like... If we look at it as like a long game, mm-hmm. um, she is blossoming in front of her eyes. Yes. Like her performance at the Oscars might have been better than the performance she gave, gave in the film. N- no, might have about it. You are correct. Yes, it was
0: it was better.
1: And now she has a deal to do a pilot on NBC. So like this stuff, you know <laughs> that we're talking about that we continue to argue about. Like there are no Asian American stars. Mm-hmm. There are no Latino stars, directors, women then, directors. Then like a, no, there is. You're no, just not there, looking. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> uh, like it's just ridiculous. There's no more excuses, man. Like I am confused to why this continues to happen because, like, um, I mean, like Ghost in the Shell, it teeter totters along a very fine gray line because she is a cyborg. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This is a real life figure. And you're doing – you're using a method of whitewashing that is so egregious, it echoes back to the days of Connery on You Only Live Twice. <laughs> 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 uh. <laughs> so I am um, I, – yeah.
0: Studios who don't listen to this podcast, and I know you're not listening. But <laughs> well, don't you want to be the ones – to break a character, break an actor out. Yeah. To well, don't don't you don't. How do people not see that they're missing opportunities here? Mm-hmm. To be like, instead of capitalizing on, say, gay culture or uh, some sort of ethnicity, yeah. be the ones to give them the platform and break out, and so you can brag about that. Be like, hey, you know, we're, uh, we discovered this this uh, Latina director. Yeah. Right? Like, how how are more people not doing that? Like. Realizing the opportunity mm. there. The diversity angle, though it shouldn't be an angle. It should just be life. <laughs> but even uh, like um, Kathleen Kennedy and J.J. Abrams mm. go- coming in for Star Wars and being like, we want to bring in more diversity. We yeah. want – so, I mean, two Star Wars movies in a, in a row now have had a female lead with an with a person
1: of color as the sidekick. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's pretty damn progressive. <laughs> keep doing that. And
1: we got a Vietnamese American woman in the next one too. And apparently she has a huge role, so I'm very excited about that. We'll yeah. we'll see what a huge role actually is. <laughs> First, I don't want you to get your hopes up, okay? She okay. She presses the button on the on the thing. I just,
0: I just want you to just, to just to just to curb your enthusiasm here because let's look at the, the diversity in Kongskull Island, if we can move to another another a summer movie. Did yeah. you see Kong Skull Island? I did not. Okay, there um. there is a black actor from uh, it's it's the dude from Twenty Four, <laughs> and um, and there's a there's an Asian American actress in it as well. Their two characters are our main characters. Yeah, you can literally remove them from the script and uh. change the movie zero. There's nothing. They offer nothing other
1: than the diversity credit. See, that's that's when you do it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> what did you think of the film?
0: Um, it's a it is a beautiful blockbuster way ex- over the top expensive B movie. Okay, not, not, I mean not mean B. I mean like a like an old grindhouse. Not not even a not, grindhouse, but like Not
1: starring Jerry Seinfeld. Not starring Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> <laughs> What's the deal with King Kong? <laughs> it's
0: it's very fun cool popcorn movie. Mm-hmm. It's way better than Godzilla 2014, okay. even though they're connected to each other Yeah. because they're doing this kaiju world building. <laughs> <laughs> Monster Island? Yeah. There's some great imagery in it. I feel like I'm a broken record right now talking about how beautiful a movie is. But it's it's the design on it is great. Some of the monster fights are great. Uh, but overall, you're going to forget you saw this by the end of the year. Okay. I don't think this will be on anyone's top ten. Kind of had a feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: it's, it's, it's cool, but shrug. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is there – I mean, not to continue this conversation for too long, but is there a good King Kong movie left to tell? Because I feel as though – we remade the original story three times. <laughs> and all this the sequel the, Sorry. Is, they've yeah, yeah. They did the first King Kong in the the twenties or thirties
0: one. They did the one in the seventies. With Jessica then... Lansbury. No Langsfield. <laughs> and uh, Jeff Bridges. Yeah. And then they did the one in the early two thousands with by Peter Jackson, yeah. now they've done this one and it's yeah. I don't I don't I King Kong doesn't bring anything interesting. Yeah. It's just big ape fight. <laughs> <laughs> If that's what you're into, man. There you go. You got it. But it's just yeah. Again, we sound like old bastards. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're
1: just more refined, T C. But
0: but but it's just kinda wheel spinning. Like, okay, we're yeah. gonna do this again. Like, for example, if we move to another movie if you saw it life. With Ryan Reynolds and Jake Gyllenhaal oh and Rebecca Ferguson.
1: You, you mean Venom? <laughs> <I'll>
0: <laughs> you mean the you Venom what, movie? <laughs> I'll tell you what. If that movie had ended with that pod opening up and the Venom symbiote coming yeah. out and, and then just cut to black, I would have been on my feet cheering like, <laughs> they did it! They tricked us all. A plus. A plus. Well done, Fox. <laughs> Sony, whatever you are, Sony.
1: That uh, would have been a brilliant sleight of hand. Holy cow. That because, would have been. But they didn't. Yeah, but they didn't. <laughs> Was that an alien ripoff? It's alien. Yeah. It's alien. It, it looked really like, it looked uninteresting to me.
0: If If you guys have any interest in seeing life and you haven't seen it, just go watch the original teaser trailer, which is just a five minute scene. You're fine. Okay. You know everything you need now. So that's essentially the film. Yeah. <laughs> um, some cool moments. They do a wonder to open up the movie through mm-hmm. the whole space station so you get a, an idea of the space you're going to be playing in, no no pun intended there, with everyone floating around. He's here uh, till Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> uh, good diverse casts. Okay. Um, you have – I'm sorry. I'm not going to remember their names, but there's an Asian-American in it – or uh, just an Asian in it. and um, He's in uh,
1: Last Emirate. Thank you. Yeah.
0: Yes. And uh, there's a um, – And Sunshine. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Wow, he likes those space
2: movies, (laughs) (laughs) disaster movies.
0: A good diverse cast, uh, and it and the black guy doesn't die first. (laughs) Oh, okay, it's second. (laughs) Uh, No, no, okay, Uh, but yeah, it's it's fine. All right, let's let's move on here. What else we got? Have we caught up to everything yet? Fate of the Furious we talked about. Uh, We are in this month. (laughs) Free Fire came out. That's right. Ooh, I saw that. Oh, you did? I haven't seen it. You haven't seen it?
1: Please talk about it. I feel like I've done all the talking today. <sighs> I don't want to hype it too much, but I think you would like it. <laughs> to say the very least. What's that supposed to be? Because <laughs> I I love the hell out of this movie. <laughs> I really want to do a back to back with this with Free Fire and Baby Driver. I feel like that would yeah. be a really cool throwback action genre double double feature. Alright, alright. Um, maybe
0: maybe I will save Free
1: Fire before I see Baby Driver. Yeah, or do a double feature or try to catch it in the theater if you can. Okay, um, it's just really fun, tongue and cheek. It's over the top violence, but I feel as though the violence is kind of satirical mm-hmm. to talk about our, you know, the American love for guns because <laughs> it's a British film. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't see High Rise, so I, I don't, not very familiar with this director's uh, filmography, but. Neither but. This was funny. This was funny <laughs> as hell. I watched this with our, our mutual friend, Tessa, and we would just laugh her ass off for, like, two straight hours. It's very – and the cast, mwah, top-notch. <laughs> Killian Murphy, Brie Larson, Chartel Copley. Um, wow. The list goes on and on. It's just a bunch of great, like – Character actors mm-hmm. all getting like lead roles for the first time, so it's amazing. I love it.
0: Oh, that's great! Right. Yeah. You
1: had me, at Killian Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he needs more work. <laughs> uh,
0: cool. Well, I'll have to add that to my list to see. There's, there's another movie I haven't seen that I want to see. And yeah. I just found out about it. Slight. Is this the magician movie? Yeah. Okay. It's a, a it's an urban setting. Yeah. Um, a black, a black kid is a street magician. Magician whose mother passes away, so he turns to drug dealing. Okay. I think that's the premise. That's a good log line. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And just reading that, I was like, I want to see this. (laughs) Particularly, I'm wondering if it follows in the vein of Straight Outta Compton or Moonlight Mm. or if it's playing in that arena or if it's more like Nice try. The Butler was a terrible movie. Like, uh, <laughs> I, I want to know which which realm. I, you know what I mean by yeah. that? Yeah. Like that. black suffrage.
1: <laughs> yeah. I do. I do like it for the fact that it's black genre. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. like Get Out. I, I was not only complaining about this to Bryce um, that the Oscars should appreciate more genre, but like yeah, yeah. Uh, in the industry would love more genre in uh, involving folks of color mm-hmm. because I feel as though like black films often get pigeonholed. Into that black suffrage, black uh, uh, um, like trials and tribulations, right, right. It's a, all civil yeah. rights movies. Yeah, whatever. like yeah. getting getting a fun film about a straight uh, <laughs> magician. <laughs> music. Magician, that sounds cool. That's yeah. a cool premise. So I, I've I've only
0: seen the premise. I just found out about. We have it at the at the theater right now. And yeah. I'm like, what the hell is like? Whoa, uh, well, that <laughs> sounds neat. Yeah. <laughs> 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 all right. Well, we've we have caught up to uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, let's take a quick break here uh, now that we've recapped the summer. Woo! Let's let's open back up with our Guardians of the Galaxy review and mm. conversation and then we'll go into what we're looking forward to for the rest of the summer. Hoop, hoop. So, all right, uh, we'll take a break here folks and uh, we'll be right back. <laughs> Did you watch Iron Fist?
1: I did not. You did not watch Iron Fist? I did not.
0: Oh, Ben. <laughs>
1: ben, 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 you, you son of a bitch. <laughs> no,
2: it's,
0: it, I, I understand your reasoning of not wanting to watch it, because you, <clears throat> you like many, were, were upset about the casting. Much like I was saying with Ghost in the Shell, that's the least of its problems. I hear it's not very good. <clears throat> it's not. Yeah. It's not, gr- it's not good. It's... It's important though, okay. because now we have the low mark,
1: <laughs> for
0: for this branch of Netflix, yes. so that that of of Marvel, mm-hmm. uh, not Netflix, but of Marvel, that now you can say, "Hey, here's this new Marvel property." Yeah, where does it fall on the spectrum, above or below Iron Fist? <laughs> <laughs> It's too bad. It is really too bad because there's so much potential in Iron Fist as a character and in that corner of the MCU, mm-hmm. the, the, the Marvel Knights corner, as I like to call it. Street-level Avengers. The, the, yeah, the, <laughs> the street heroes. And and boy, oof,
1: I don't know what they were thinking. There's an awesome meme that was like kind of listing out all the uh, street-level defenders, like problems, like yeah. legit problems, like uh, uh, Daredevil's. Um, handicapped Mm -hmm. Luke cage is black. Mm -hmm. Uh, Jessica Jones is a rape survivor. Yeah. Um, Danny is sad and rich. (laughs) (laughs) Danny is misunderstood. (laughs) I, I really want to
0: do this and I, if I don't do it, someone else surely will. Yeah. Make a super cut of how many times Iron Fist and Danny Rand's yeah. full name is said in the course of that <laughs> Netflix series in 13 episodes. Yeah. It would be 10 minutes long, I swear to God. Oh, Just, Danny Rand. <laughs> Danny Rand. Danny Rand. I'm the Iron Fist, Danny Rand. Iron Fist. I'm the Iron Fist, Danny Rand. <laughs> Danny Rand. Uh, <laughs> I, I'll tell you what, it, That and this is all, uh, you, you said it earlier in the kitchen, I think, before we started recording the. Uh, the rewrite man yeah. instead of the watchman, <laughs> and I think you, I took that to mean if we could rewrite something mm. or reproduce something, yes, uh, fan fiction, if you will. I swear to God, if the 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 second to last episode of Iron Fists mm. on Netflix would have had Danny get skewered, yeah, just chest bursting, <laughs> stabbed through the right, and and lying there dying, yeah, and his love interest. Uh, um, Colleen Wynn would have been overwhelmed with rage Mm -hmm. and her fists would have ignited and she would have turned and said
2: I'm the Iron
0: Fist (laughs) cut to black next episode starts with Colleen Wynn the Iron Fist defeating the villain that would have been amazing and that's what I would have done I would have killed Danny Rand Mm -hmm. and was there a bug flanner on your face? Was a fly. <laughs> <laughs> Or you're just, you, you think my idea stinks. <laughs> I'm just like, stop it, TC. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's what I was just kind of like, fan, like, dreaming would happen. Like, oh, man, because they built her up really nicely. Yeah. And they even missed opportunities with her. She talks about her grandfather had t- taught her the ways of. Of martial arts and whatnot. And I'm like, oh, for the love of God, let her grandfather be stick. (laughs) Please, that would be so great if he just showed up and was like, (laughs) Colleen. But no. And and if she had been, in the end, the Iron Fist would have been incredible. Like – to rug out from underneath everything that had come before, and the eleven to twelve episodes would have been forgiven. Mm. And like, oh, it's all about her origin. You so and so, you so.
1: Nope, nope. It's just Danny Rand. <laughs> 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 I'm just very. I don't know. I'm. I feel as though why continue this type of story over and over again? You know, like it, it feels like a throwback to bad nineties action TV shows.
0: (laughs) Just the same origin story over and over again.
1: Like the, like Mortal Kombat or like the Kung Fu spinoff, not Mm -hmm. even original Kung Fu, (laughs) (laughs) Legend of the West, you know, if (laughs) anyone knows what that is, but it's just so cheesy. Like even watching uh, clips of just the fight scenes, Mm -hmm. there's zero impact. Oh yeah. The, The daredevil fight scenes are incredible. Even the, 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 Throwdown punch fest that is Luke Cage is better. Yeah, there's too many cuts. You can tell that they shoot really far away and from behind, so you can tell that it's not Loris doing the fighting. It's stunt double, <laughs> stunt double, yeah, stunt double. Um, I, a lot of missed opportunities. A lot yeah, of missed yeah. opportunities. It's a great place
0: to play in. I think that the the exploration of the Chapsaki era and kung fu and yeah. like that that whole there's some beautiful places to play in there. But alas, they did not do it, and they did yeah. not—they didn't capitalize on it enough. Yeah, I had told you like a year ago when when your fervor began for this <laughs> hatred of the casting and whatnot, <laughs> and I said, "What if?" Because okay, so tangent. Because Daredevil is about gentrification, and Luke Cage is about black culture, and and Jessica Jones is about rape culture. Mm-hmm. What if? Iron Fist is about whitewashing. Mm -hmm. What if that had been the the point of the show and the casting of a white guy and the reappropriation of culture? Mm -hmm. That's the fallacy of Iron Fist. Those other three shows had subtext and a message and and themes they were exploring. Iron Fist did not. Oh, really? Not even a little? No, there was no like deeper exploration of something such as like the gentrification of Harlem mm. uh, or in the black call like there wasn't any of that and yeah. that with that missing affected everything that followed yeah casting aside story aside it's not having that deeper theme to mm. play with that affected the whole series okay and and to to even just not not even my colleague when being the Iron fist in the end dream, I mean, if they had specifically explored this reappropriation of culture, mm-hmm. if that had been the point, yeah, that would have been amazing. That would have been enough to say, "Ben, watch this series." They're yeah. they're commenting exactly on what they should
1: be commenting about. Absolutely, and like I don't want anyone to get take it wrong that I don't like Iron Fist or I don't like the Danny Rand character. I am I'm a big fan. I, mm-hmm. I love, in fact, the only good run of Iron Fist, and actually one of my favorite comic book runs in Marvel history mm-hmm. is. Ed Brubaker and Matt Fraction's *The Immortal Iron Fist*. That's what yeah. I titled my fan film after. You know, like <laughs> it's it's wonderful because they explore legacies. This is a legacy character mm-hmm. um, that they created. It's a world of Iron Fist. They and... did one
0: little legacy moment where they showed an old black and white reel yeah. of an Iron Fist from five decades ago. Oh my god! <laughs> like it was this World War II or maybe even uh, before that uh, footage. Yeah, like on an old eight eight millimeter reel mm. of. Iron Fist. Asian Iron Fist kicking the crap out of people. (laughs) Yeah. Absolutely.
1: Legacy. It's right there. It exists. That's why Colleen should have been Iron Fist. Maybe season two. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I'm thinking. Like, I don't know, man. Louis Tan would have been great. Um, Jessica Henwick would have been great. Uh, He... Was he the drunk yeah, he the, master? Yeah, he was uh, Zhao Chang, the yeah. drunk guy. Yeah, Zhao Chang is a cool character, by the way. I don't mm-hmm. know if anyone's aware of him, but he is an Iron Fist killer. He He's, like, immortal, and he goes from, like, decade to decade killing whatever the newest incarnation oh, of man. iron fist is mm-hmm. he's the big he's one of the biggest baddies in that mm-hmm. universe so and many they missed opportunities and they devolve him into some random door guard <laughs> he's the, he's the doorman <laughs> doorman.
2: It's doorman it's doorman
1: doorman. <laughs> <laughs> but uh louis tan talented he's an ac- he can actually fight mm-hmm. um he's biracial mm-hmm. so exploring that interesting uh Uh, like, uh, American privilege of being, you know, Asian-American but not being accepted here, not being accepted in the homeland as well. Um, That was his pitch, too, Mm -hmm. and I think he actually got to the final round of actually being Danny. Him versus Loris. Yeah, (laughs) and so that would have been really interesting. I I don't know, like, the moment Scott Buck got on as the Mm showrunner, the guy who did the last season of Dexter, (laughs) a.k.a. the worst season of Dexter, (laughs) uh, we were in trouble. (laughs) Yeah,
0: that's also my concern for uh, Inhumans, it's he... Buck is the showrunner oh for Inhumans? God. Have you seen Have you seen the preview for it? By the way, I heard it Inhumans. was not good. Eh, it's it's nothing. It's okay. just the the Inhumans logo with voiceover in the background. For, oh, it's just a logo. Okay, yeah, I'm thinking something yeah, else. Yeah. yeah, they they haven't shown the any. They've shown the picture of them in their X Men costumes, <laughs> but they have not shown any official trailer. Yet. Okay. Are you so, excited for that? I, I am and I'm not. I am because I'm, I'm excited that these characters are going to exist in the MCU. Yeah. That's, they, they look cool. However, Scott Buck being – is his name? Uh, Buck, the showrunner. I, I think it's Scott Buck, right? Yeah. Being the showrunner for, um, for Inhumans is like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Stop it. Just stop it. <laughs> um, but – uh, so another Netflix series I watched. Did you watch *Lemony Snicket's* the a series of unfortunate events with
1: Neil Patrick Harris? Yes, yeah. I did not. Okay, uh, how do you I, feel about that?
0: Uh, it's very, very good. Mm. Uh, it's the,
1: better than a Jim Carrey movie. E-
0: yes, uh, and actually, this is funny. The Jim Carrey *Lemony Snicket* series of unfortunate events film that came out in the early two thousands was littered with studio meddling. Mm. Like they had, they had so much studio meddling that it. it it hurt the film. Mm-hmm. Like, they wanted to just do one book in a film. And, yeah. it, and the studio's like, do three. <laughs> three books in one film. You can yeah. do it. You have Jim Carrey. We need to use them as much as possible. Yeah. We can't have him on a 13 picture deal. Mm-hmm. And they, there's a lot of meddling. And the failures of the film shut down the production of anything as a future film. Yeah. The same production team is involved with the Netflix series. Really? And they make fun of the movie in a few <laughs> spots. There's there's even a line of dialogue where uh, one of the characters is like, I just want to go home and, and – or maybe go see a movie. Let's go see a movie. Let's go see a movie. Yeah. And, and Olaf, Neil Patrick Harris, is like, I would rather stay home. A long-form television is much better than movies. <laughs> and then he looks right at the camera. <laughs> 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 and there's, there's some good uh, uh, poking fun. Um, the – the art team is the same, the makeup team is the same. Like they they brought back as many people from the film to the the T V series mm-hmm. the, or the Netflix series as, as they could. Uh, great casting, it's it's frustrating the exact same way the books are frustrating. The adults are idiots. <laughs> like just the kids know what they're talking about, trust the kids. Yeah. And if you can accept the the absurdity of a lot of elements of the of the series it's great. Okay. Uh, I just finished the book series last night. I oh. finished the 13th book. Okay. Um, I've 13. Been... Damn, you weren't kidding. Yeah, <laughs> yeah It's 13 books. Um, and though I really enjoyed the series overall, my feelings about the finale are similar to my feelings about the finale of Lost. Okay. Like, even so far as the whole thing ends up on an island. <laughs> <laughs> The I like the series finale of Lost. I like Lost as a whole series. i Damn. watched it more than once. The Lemony Snicket series of unfortunate event books are great, and I did like the ending, but there are so many unanswered questions yeah. that I'm frustrated. That th- This is it? This is the ending? I don't get answers to dozens of questions that I've had since the beginning of this series and hmm. that's that's unfortunate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's here till Thursday. <laughs> what do? <laughs> well, anyway, uh, I encourage you to watch the show. It's 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 a fun watch. There's uh, some great produ- it's it's Wes Andersony Okay. Some of the production, uh, the camera work and whatnot. Like, occasionally you want to see a car get from point A to point B, they go to a model <laughs> like, <laughs> of, a, of a car clearly on a model set. Yeah. Like, fun little things like that. And, uh, yeah. Oh, so, okay. yeah. It's a cool series. I'm, I'm excited that they got Greenlit for the rest of the series. Two, oh, yeah. two more seasons, all 13 books. Oh, awesome. And each book is broken up into two episodes. Oh, wow. Okay. So the first season is four books in eight episodes. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. I'm. Um, I'm glad that they they gave some room to breathe to the series, as well as adding to the mythology. There's a great red herring through the course of Season 1. Mm. I hadn't finished the series yet, so I thought something was being spoiled for me from, like, Episode 1. Yeah. I was like, oh, dang it. I should have finished reading the books first. But then there's there's twists and turns over the course of Season 1 where I was like, bravo. <laughs> Good job, you guys. Oh, very well done. And Barry Sonnenfeld is the... The creator of the series. Oh, like, cool! Yeah. yeah. So if you if you dig his style, uh, such as what like Men in Black. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's cool. I recommend it. Man, uh, we live in great times.
1: <laughs> Not only do we get to revitalize old franchises, but like even old teams get to kind of realize their uh, the actual vision that they had originally. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's amazing. Like, I mean, could you imagine them after the movie bombing? They probably thought we'd never get to do this story again—the story that we love and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. We never got to do the vision that we wanted to do, and now they do. Like, Thanks to Netflix give, to give the opportunity. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's awesome. That's amazing. In Netflix, we trust. <laughs> oh, <hell> Netflix, oh. <laughs> Now, drink the blood of the goats. <laughs> <laughs> that's what the red of Netflix. Is. Oh, yeah, <laughs> sacrificial lambs. <land.
0: laughs> All right, let's let's move on to actually what we were supposed to be talking about, which is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two v 2t <laughs> <laughs> Got gvd. Gov
1: Gavg to All
0: right, I you go first. I know you're like, I want to hear what you have to say, I Yeah, I saw, I saw this last, night. Saw what what this last night. You have you've you've have, I've already seen it twice, so <laughs> Okay, for sure.
1: Let's see. Positives first. Positives first. Mm-hmm. I'll do negatives first. You go positive first. Okay. That's a good trade off. <laughs> That's a good trade off. Right. Um I dig the disco vibe. I think it's a great separator from the first one. Mm -hmm. Because the first one felt very classic rock uh, in terms of just musical styling and the the attitudes of the characters. This one was very blingy and flashy and reminds me of an ABBA video. (laughs) (laughs) Dancing queen. (laughs) So it was definitely fun. Um, I mean, I had a lot of fun. There was a lot of moments where I just laughed out loud. (laughs) And... Um, great! Everyone had really great moments. Uh, let's see. Um, you know, what? this is the best Drax has been in <laughs> the entire series. I, I think Drax had a lot of great. Mo- and like to just uh, harken back to what we were talking about. Um, maybe our fears of uh, the Asian, the Vietnamese American character in The Last Jedi, Kelly Marie Tran, is the actor. Um, you know, is she going to have a big role of this and that? Mm-hmm. Um, I had no idea how big Mantis was going to be. Oh, yeah. Well, that yeah, was she, badass. Yeah. She, she was, was one she, of my favorites. Yeah. yeah. She, she was a guardian. She was a guardian. And I just love how her and Drax's relationship was so innocent. <laughs> that, 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 you're, you're hideous. <laughs> you're hideous. Uh, you're beautiful, but I mean, on the inside. <laughs> <don't like> <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, that was great. They played off really well uh, each other. Like, the, the chemistry of the cast is impeccable. Um, there's just something about that that you can just not reformulate in any other capacity. So that's just great casting, great writing, great direction by James Gunn. Mm-hmm. Um, running out of things to say. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I, I think I think all in all it was fun. Mm-hmm.
0: But... Well, let, let, me, let me get some negatives out of the okay. way. Okay. The uh, soundtrack is nowhere near as good as the first one. Mm-mm. That that that, that first soundtrack is
1: gold. <laughs> Can I just say something about the soundtrack? Yeah. I think you'll agree with me on this. The first soundtrack was a character in the first Guardians. Yep. The second one felt like it was just a commercial for these songs. Yeah, I, I wouldn't go so far as to say that, but yeah. I will totally agree it wasn't a character. It didn't play a vital part the, in propelling the
0: story. The yeah. the first one, especially on multiple viewings of the first one, that, yeah. that tape, that tape is more is is a character because it's his mom. Yes, there's there's there's, there's themes and there's thematic ties for every song into Peter's relationship with his mother, mm. his history of leaving Earth with Yandu and the, the new friends he's making around them. Yeah, every song, there's deeper themes to it, and that's mm. amazing. In the second one, there's only one, and it's it's Brandy. The, yeah. the, the beginning song, that plays a crucial role in the plot overall. By the way, if you're listening this far, spoilers, 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 <laughs> spoilers. You've been warned. Spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> Ego has a penis. Okay. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the, the soundtrack wasn't as good, Uh specifically the the pop hits that they picked for it and that's disappointing and i'm disappointed that he now has 300 songs to choose from as opposed to the limited number of songs he would yeah. have had to choose from on a tape that was kind of cheap yeah yeah that, that's a little like that's even further proof that like oh well don't expect the music to be all that important in the second one yeah or the third one such as cheap as that zooned <laughs> <laughs> keep in mind gardens galaxy volume 2 takes place in 2014
1: Ah, I didn't think, it think about that. It says
0: 1980, yeah. and then it says 34 years later. <laughs> okay, I didn't put the
1: two and two together.
0: <laughs> right. um, I think some of the jokes went on too long. Yep. As mm. funny as... there, There's some hilarious moments in this. Some of the jokes do go on a bit too long. Are you thinking about the tape bit? Well, just in general... Okay, Adrix, we get it. She's hideous. <laughs> like, uh, the... Um, I can't even pinpoint anything specifically right now. Um, uh, sorry, I'm, I'm blanking on it. (laughs) No worries. But but there, there is some, some of the jokes do feel like they're, they go one too far. Mm. Like don't explain a joke to me that, that makes it less funny. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm trying to think of any other negatives that just jump out right now. Um, because there is some amazing stuff in this. I think what a surprise, Yandu as a character, yeah. and and the development they gave him as the father figure to Peter. Mm-hmm. His line, "Well, I'm Mary Pop you Like that's great. <laughs> but the uh, he might have been your father, but I'm your, um, but he wasn't your daddy. He ain't your daddy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like that was that was really sweet. And tell me if I'm wrong. Is there any other heroic permanent death in the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Nope. I think he's the first. It sets the precedence. Yeah, yeah. and that's. That's huge, yeah, that they 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 killed the character the way they did mm-hmm. spoilers again, just if you made it this far <laughs> it's your own fault <laughs> um, and I liked the development of nebula I do think that Karen Gillen is con- is continued to choose scenery like her life depends on it, <laughs> but it works I like nebula a lot in fact yeah. I'm disappointed how she's cut off of the poster that I have uh, right there she's on the far left
1: there. Uh, yeah and she's cut
0: off because i I love her d- I, I love Karen Gillan. yeah hey mepond how you doing <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, she had a lot of great moments, especially. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just wanted a sister. I just wanted <laughs> a sister, or like when she uh, when she kind of took over the Ravagers. Mm-hmm. She takes a bite of the fruit and then she spits it out. <laughs> it's not ripe. <laughs> so you, actually, there you go. There's an example of a joke that went on too long. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you didn't like that? Yeah. Whatever. Whatever. Because
0: I'm 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 playing the advocate to you because you just said the good stuff, so I'm trying to take oh, out some bad stuff.
1: You know what though? I I think one running gag that did not land for me was taser face <laughs> yes. i don't know how you felt about that yeah, yeah yeah
0: although he is from the comics he is an actual <laughs> yeah <character. laughs>
1: no definitely i don't i wouldn't argue with that i just feel as though the gold woman laughing him at him in the end was that
0: was one step too far
1: yeah i was just like it could have been more screen time for Nebula, for uh, Le- Mantis, or you know, Baby Groot. Baby Groot. <laughs> oh, Baby Groot. He's so great. That uh-huh. opening sequence. Oh my god. Oh my god. That was really good. <laughs>
0: so I love, I love his little baby attitude. I love the bit of him trying to get the fin. Yeah. For the love of God, that's not what I. <laughs> um, I am the the. the what I what I really loved about the movie, especially in the second viewing and, and paying more attention, is everybody in the movie is hi- is everybody all the main characters are hiding their feelings, their yeah. true feelings, their mm-hmm. true selves, and once they accept truths, that's when they can start working together to save the day. Yes, everybody, racket. Constantly being the asshole, and Yando Yandu shining some light on him, Yandu embracing his himself as a father, uh, 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 Gamora realizing she can dance, yeah. so, uh, even even uh, Ego mm-hmm. like once his revelation of his truth allows the the movie to reach its its climactic finale.
2: And, Kurt Russell was really good. Oh,
0: he was great. We can yeah. talk about him in a second, but, <laughs> but uh, Drax and and the one moment of his true self was when he's looking out at the water and he talks about his daughter. And he's and he's and he's that stoic. Just he is he's surface. That's yeah. Drax. And when Mantis touches him and she starts weeping, mm-hmm. that is a beautiful, beautiful moment for Drax I'm, as himself. Yeah, about, it's yeah. it's a gorgeous moment, and I really loved that about all the all the characters in the movie that everyone is is hiding from themselves, and once they embrace their true selves, that's when they can be the heroes they're meant to be or the yes. villains, because Kurt Russell. Though, Ronan served his purpose really great in the first Guardians of the Galaxy. I said it once, maybe off mic be- to you before, but I like Ronan as a villain. Yeah, I had no problem with him. I think I told that to someone. They are like, really, Ronan? And, and, again, Ronan's a great villain yeah. for that story. Kurt Russell's ego is a much, much more compelling villain yes. for for Gu- for this for Guardians of the Galaxy 2. And, and I'm going to put him up there in, in the top tiers of yeah. Marvel villains. Yeah. Um, and Kurt Russell nailed it, man. Yeah, I heard someone describe him as the the physical embodiment of a fist with a beard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> so good.
1: He, he was, especially when he was delivering his monologue to Chris Pratt as he was under that trance about how he loved his wife so much that he had to kill her. Mm. Um, like, I mean, that... Just hearing that makes you want to hate him. Yeah, but somehow I still empathize. Well, yeah, it, yeah, it,
0: because he he's not this maniacal villain in the end. Because even in the end, when, when Peter and him are fighting, mm-hmm. he's like, "You can't do this. If you do this, this is this. this you, you will not. You'll lose your power. Like he's begging him. Yeah, he's desperate, and he, and he's like, "You should not have killed my mother or crushed my k- tape deck. <laughs> <laughs> you
1: squashed my tape player." <laughs> <laughs>
2: um,
0: and man. First major motion picture filmed on the 8K.
1: Yes, the the new Red 8K. Um, yeah.
0: Wow, beautiful! I I yeah. I do not go out of my way to promote and tell people to go see 3D because 3D is a is a scam. It's not worth it.
2: <laughs> scam. <laughs>
0: but uh, this I saw this in 3D and not 3D, and the 3D actually is not bad. Still, don't waste your money on 3D. Okay. Because it's too dark. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> but wow, what a beautiful movie
1: it everything looks like a comic book panel yeah it looks like it looks so trippy too like in the most beautiful way possible and i think that's where the disco vibes really <laughs> came to shine and i i just love how psychedelic it is mm-hmm. because all these Marvel films look very flat. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: Someone did a video essay about it recently. The color palette of yeah. the Marvel movies is very flat. Mm. And once it was pointed out, I was like, Oh, I can't unsee this. <laughs> <laughs> and so guardians of the galaxy two being so vibrant yeah. and spectacular in its visuals was a real breath of fresh air. And yeah. I, I, am very, very like crossing my fingers, hopeful that Thor, three has the same vibe and Infinity War has the same give me this color palette. I'd rather I'd rather see these beautiful colors than than the washed out look of some of the other stuff we've gotten.
1: Absolutely. I think this is a premature prediction, but I think Ragnarok is gonna be the best Marvel movie of this year. So someone asked me earlier this year, I
0: think it was Schulze asked me what I was most looking forward to of the of the three Marvel movies coming yeah. out this year. And I said, Guardians is gonna be good. I don't need to be I don't need to, to, to waste any time and energy <laughs> hoping it's good. Yeah. It's gonna be good. And it was good. Yeah. Uh, Sony isn't is more responsible for Spider Man than than Marvel is, though it is a Marvel production, so then I'm more like for the love of God, just don't screw this up! <laughs> for, oh, please, please don't screw this up. <laughs> Thor from from day one, yeah, with Taika Waititi on board, mm-hmm. who did uh, Hunt for the Wilder Hunt for People. The yeah, and that that first the the first full trailer was yeah. like, "Yes, we're <laughs> friends from work." <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I'm I'm totally stoked for for Thor three. That's that's the one I'm the most excited for. Yes,
1: and like talk about great Marvel villains. Maybe Hela might be the next great one too. In the yeah. upper echelon, Kate Blanchett. I I'm
0: gonna anticipate and hope that she is the embodiment of death that Thanos is in love with. Yes, because hella is the norse god of death mm. she's not death she's just the goddess of death whatever yeah. however you want to interpret that is fine mm. and thanos who is in love with death yeah why not get more Kate blanchett in the world yeah I, mean, I, I wouldn't argue with that would you argue with that i would not gosh i wouldn't amazing. dare she's gorgeous too mm. That and- uh, sting black <laughs> skin tights uh,
1: he's talking about boobs sorry <laughs> No, her face. Just... Whoa, TC, wake up, wake up. Smelling salts. Whoa, oh, 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 sorry. <laughs> what happened? I was on the floor. <laughs> As much, I think I enjoy Guardians, mm-hmm. just to bring it back to the conversation. Oh, I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I very much enjoyed it, but the more and more I think about it, especially just coming off the high last night. It's it's a steep drop in quality for me from the first one. Yeah, the like, first
0: one is so special.
1: Yeah, yeah. and it, and once again, I think it goes back to the theme of what we we're talking about. Sequelitis. Um, it doesn't feel as fresh, mm-hmm. and part of it, yes, is we because we know these characters now. But a part of it is also like the redundancy uh, between character dynamics. Who yeah, gets, yeah, and also, I do feel all the plot threads, like the way you explained. Um, how they find meaning and purpose and stuff like that. I thought it was more beautifully explained through your mouth than... Than <laughs> and through they're executed than on the, the screen. <laughs> yeah. Because I do feel the threads were really redundant. You know, they were all... They all have family issues. Mm-hmm. That's, that was kind of my I joke. I saw your post. Yeah. It. You <laughs> tweeted that out. It's like, Guardians of the Galaxy 2, everyone has family <laughs> issues. <laughs> and, like... And I felt for all of them, mm-hmm. but the fact that it was back to back to back to back, it felt exhausting. Yeah. Because it was just so similar. And I feel... That's what made the first one so great because it was all centralized on Star-Lord's family issue. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they had so many threads that they were trying to in- connect, interconnect, they actually took away from Chris Pratt's screen time. I thought this was the weakest I've seen him uh, in this universe. Yeah, I know there's only two movies, but yeah, like, yeah. in comparison, he had less to do if that – yeah. if you feel yeah. the same I don't, I don't know maybe maybe I need to watch it again G- but give it a second yeah. viewing because mm-hmm. I, I did feel similarly the first time I yeah. watched it that
0: uh, I thought there was some some cracks in the foundation for a lot of things yeah but uh, it's it's because that first one this this happens pretty much with every sequel movie you 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 have the expectations of the one you saw before yeah you have to get all those expectations out of the way and then watch it again yeah. with a a clear mind you mm-hmm. don't have any anticipation anymore so give it a second viewing um everybody give it a second viewing because it's a great movie <laughs> but uh and then and then i don't know maybe maybe uh, your thoughts change just ever so slightly yeah. because it is more about the team and less about just Star-Lord. star lord yeah. star lord's journey in this is the is the plot like yeah. he's the plot and everyone else is structured around him mm-hmm. as the plot which is uh, if you want to break it down to as simple as simplistically as possible, it's a, a man in search of his family and and finding it, Yeah. but not where he thought it was, mm. because everyone else is also looking for their place in this unit. And, yeah, and I I'll give the movie credit for not trying to go bigger. Mm. I know Rocket says so. We're saving the galaxy again, and they are, but it's they don't have the the Nova Core backup. Uh, saving an entire planet right there at the surface yeah. for the finale. It's just mano y mano, <laughs> yeah. or team versus ego, yeah. uh, the living planet. It didn't feel a- a particularly like they raised the stakes. They kind of evened the stakes. Yeah. And raised the stakes with all the personal issues that everybody's going through. Mm-hmm. So I liked it. It was good. And I'm I'm excited for more. I love – we will see them again in Infinity War. That's the next time we'll yes. see them. And, and Kevin Feige has said Phase 4 is going to be something different. It'll be a different team. Well, no. He, he – he, straight across the board yeah. um, of the entire Marvel world. Oh, for all the movies. All the movies. Yeah. yeah uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume. Three is a different. Is probably going to focus on. Is that what you mean? A different team?
1: Yeah, James Gunn was alluding that there will be a time jump to kind of explain, you know, the aftermath of the Infinity War yeah. and actually growing up. Yeah. <laughs> but he said the team will be altered. Hmm. So I w- I wonder what that would be like. Well, uh, for those of you who might have been confused by it, one of the five
0: stingers at the end <laughs> of the movie, um, <clears throat> Stallone's character is with the original Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, and the only original member missing from that lineup is Yandu. Okay. okay, that's that's the original comic book Guardians of the Galaxy team. Yeah. It was really confusing to anyone <laughs> sitting there. Was like,
1: what? <laughs> Did you know? I didn't. I had to look it up. I had uh, Guardians is so obscure that yeah, I, yeah. I didn't know the Adam reference. Actually, to be honest, oh, and more like I knew yeah. that one. Yeah, um, and I, I mean. Awesome. I would be totally down for that because that means Michelle Yule exists in the MCU. I guess she she can't be my Sue Storm now. Uh, Ah, yeah, that's (laughs) – goddamn it. Yeah, you're right. (laughs) That's all right. But,
0: Uh, yeah, the – That that group of characters Mm -hmm. um, over the course of their existence in the Marvel comics have done a lot of time traveling. Okay. So –
1: Perhaps we may be seeing that happen. More de-aging technology? Which, by the way... Holy cow. (laughs) Probably the best I've ever seen in a movie.
0: From what Kurt Russell said, it was not all digital effects. It was some good hair and makeup with
1: some digital touch-up. Still a digital effect for that de-aging, but wow. It's the best I've ever seen. Way better than Last Stand and way better than Jeff Bridges and Tron. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) The team that does the de-aging for Marvel, their first
0: gig was X-Men 3. That's the same company that has been de-aging Marvel characters since that (laughs) terrible, terrible Patrick Stewart and McKellen. (laughs) (laughs) They've come a long way. They've come a long way. (laughs) Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, previously they had done Robert Downey Jr. in Civil War. Yeah. They had done Haley Atwell for Winter Soldier Mm. and uh, Mike Douglas for Ant-Man. Just keeps getting better and better, man.
1: It it was I was blown away. Yeah, that was the most blown away I've ever seen. I've ever been by uh, CG for a while, dude. They have a release date for Indiana Jones Five. Oh my god, (laughs) they've perfect. They've they've continued
0: to perfect this de aging technology. Yeah, Eh? can you do
1: it for a whole movie though?
0: At least. Half the movie? Come on. <laughs> come on. Run, run a story parallel, right? Okay. Run a story parallel. You have young Indiana Jones played yeah. by Harrison Ford who who did something during the Nazi World War Two and yeah. screwed up and and didn't fulfill something. And then parallel to it is contemporary old Indiana Jones okay. having to try again. So you see like
1: – Okay. I, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Because they kind of did that a little bit in Last Crusade. And that, yeah. that was cool. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I like the yeah. dynamic between young and old Indy. Yeah. My only stipulation, my only condition. It's everyone's. Go ahead. You got to kill Indy. Oh, was not, that was
0: not going to be my stipulation. I thought you were say no Shia LaBeouf. Oh, yeah. Yes, please. That no, too. No, no Shia LaBeouf. No. In fact, no Karen Allen either. Thank- sorry. Sorry, Karen. Get, get back to your toll booth. Oh, God. That's so mean. I, you can't kill Indy. Really, you cannot kill Indy. If yeah. Young Indiana Jones Chronicles is canon, I don't know if it is. Okay. Someone would have to correct me if I'm if mm. I'm wrong or not. Indiana Jones in the very first episode is ninety nine years old. Oh, yeah, you're right. So, God. Um, unless, <laughs> if, uh, if if that's not canon, sure yeah. you can kill Indy. But okay. I uh, should
1: that be canon though? They didn't make the uh, the EU canon for Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Someone would have yeah. to tell me because <laughs> I think I don't know. they... Harrison's run its course, man. That last one was painful to watch. <laughs> I, I don't
0: want to see Han Solo die, and then Deckard die, and probably in Blade Runner, and then Indiana Jones die. I don't want to. I don't want him to kill all his iconic roles. The man's on a mission. <laughs> uh,
1: uh, don't do it. Don't Next do it. is uh, the Witness reboot, <laughs> <laughs>
0: and and I will say it again for the record: do not kill Luke Skywalker. Oh. No, for the love of God, do not kill. They're going to have to figure out what to do with Carrie Fisher yeah. and Princess Leia. That is just unfortunately a given. Yeah. But for you, I, mm, I swear to God, you cannot follow up <laughs> the death of Han Solo, spoiler, with the death <laughs> with the death of Luke Skywalker. Please don't do that. Why would you? You know, like, uh. what do you think of the the comparison people have been making to Guardians of the Galaxy two being Empire Strikes Back? I don't agree. Dad, I don't... Daddy issues. Yeah. The team is broken up. You have two missions happening simultaneously that yeah. come together in the end.
1: Certainly some similarities. there. I, I suppose on a superficial level, but yeah. tonally, it couldn't be the complete opposite. Okay. And I feel <laughs> as though Guardians represents joy when it comes to... Uh, the plethora of space operas that cinema has offered us. Yeah, um, Star Wars is definitely the war <laughs> of all of them. So I, I, I don't know. Okay. I, I just hate that everyone uses – everyone says the second thing of anything is, <laughs> is the em- Empire. It's the Empire <laughs> Strikes Back of Fast and the Furious. Yeah. <laughs> it's the Empire Strikes Back of Transformers. It's the Empire
0: Strikes
2: Back. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it, it. Not everything needs to. The second chapter doesn't always need to be the darkest chapter. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, if if you have anything else to say about Guardians of the Galaxy, otherwise, why don't we look at the rest of the summer here? And, yeah, let's go for to, it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, next week we have uh, King Arthur: Legend of the Sword, directed by Guy Ritchie, <laughs> and starring um, Jax from <laughs> from Sons of Anarchy, versus uh, Snatched, the Amy Schumer and Goldie Hawn movie. Okay. Uh, that movie's gonna do big. The snatch,
1: snatch, snatch is gonna do big. Who, is Judge a- Judd Apatow uh, involved? Um, uh, I don't know why, but that feels like a Judd Apatow it, movie. It does feel apatow Yeah, um,
0: it, it, I'm not gonna click on it to find out. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I I didn't care too much for seeing the trailer, but what are your thoughts on this? Are you anticipating it? I, I'm. I probably won't see it the
0: opening weekend. It's yeah. not something I'm rushing out to see. I, it's gonna do well yeah. because Amy Schumer has a draw. Yes, and. Rated R female-driven comedies Mm. have a huge draw. A huge surge right now. It's it's a, a genre. It's a demo that studios keep neglecting. Much like, look on this list how many Christian films have come out in the past year? Yeah. It, studios have figured out that this is a cash cow that they were missing out on. Yeah. It used to be the Kirk Cameron $500,000 movies that make freaking $40 million in opening weekends. Left behind. Yeah. And, and now, and now uh, Paramount and 20th Century Fox are like, oh, milk, 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 milk. <laughs> uh, but uh, the, the female-driven rated R comedy, I think Snatch is going to do really well for that mm. There's uh, the Scarlett Johansson one coming out. That's um, uh, part- Girl Night. Girl's Nights. Uh, the- uh, it's- that,
1: that one's with Jada Pinkett Smith. E- no, no, no. Oh, well, that's Girl Trip. Girl Trip. Okay. Uh, what, what the heck is the- I know what you're talking yeah. about, The Bachelorette Party, but I, yeah, I don't that, remember what the title is. I
0: think that one will probably do really well, too, yeah. it because it's it's a market people aren't capitalizing on. But I still think Guardians of the Galaxy is going to be number one this weekend. <laughs> like, oh, it- so that's it. next week. Okay, yeah. yeah. King um, Arthur's going to bomb. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. I... I what what we need to to pay attention to King Arthur for is the fact that Guy Ritchie is is directing Aladdin, so <laughs> we need to uh, <clears throat> pay attention to his career at this point because this is certainly going to be his kind of argument for in defense of why he should direct Aladdin. Yeah, like uh, much like Insomnia was proof that Christopher Nolan could direct Batman. Mm-hmm. You got to think the picture before is typically the faith the faith picture, <laughs> not, not the faith picture like the Christian movie. <laughs> I'm just saying like. In order for the studio to have faith in a director to take on a huge tentpole property, they have to prove themselves. So I I have a feeling that this King Arthur movie is going to be a far more restrained Guy Ritchie than we saw in, say, the Sherlock Holmes movies. Mm -hmm. Is it, though? I don't think so. (laughs) I don't think think it's going to be that good. (laughs) Uh, Following that, we have Alien Covenants. This
1: looks... Exactly like the last <laughs> alien property that Ridley Scott did. <laughs> I, I'm i just sad that we'll never see um, District yeah, 9. Neil Blomkamp. Yeah, Neil Blomkamp's alien. Mm-hmm. Those, I, I mean, it's just concept art, but it looks far more interesting than they have ever done anything in Prometheus or the last alien movies. This is delving into the
0: similar territory as we were talking about King Kong earlier. Yeah. It's like, what can you do now? Yeah. Haven't we done... All of it. Yes. <laughs> uh, the Alien vs. Predator movies are... I, I actually just did Predator 2 as my one-minute rewatch last month. That was a good one. Thank you. <laughs> and very underrated film. Yes. Yeah. I, I'm glad you agree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But that was the only movie in any of these properties that has attempted something different. Yes, <laughs> and that's why I gave it the credit it deserves. Yeah, between Alien, Aliens, and Predator, Predator Two is the only other one worth anything <laughs> because all the others just keep spinning their wheels and doing the same thing over and over again. Yeah. And this one looks just like Prometheus and the other Aliens movies. And I'm not the the only thing that has me even remotely interested is. Fassbender playing two different characters, mm-hmm. and Danny McBride. Yes, that was a very that was surprising. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, Danny McBride has done so few non-comedic roles yeah. that I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing him play this uh Up in the Air is the only other movie I can think of that he did a dramatic turn, which was yeah. he played the brother-in-law to George Clooney in mm-hmm. that, and it's no comedy. It's mm-hmm. just straight-up drama. And, yeah. and he's a capable actor. So I'm I'm interested to see him in that role, but for the most part, it's just like I know how this ends. Yeah, we're the aliens going to kill everybody. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's just how it's going to turn out. Yeah, hey, you know what I didn't realize? A V P. The first one's called Alien versus Predator. Yeah. The second one is called Aliens versus Predator. I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's got an S on it. <laughs> <laughs> I just realized that yesterday. Yeah. as I was looking through the library again. I was like,
1: Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> It's still a bad movie. <laughs> it's, it was so bad that we didn't even realize it <laughs> yeah I, there is there is nothing new that you could do with the story because it serves only one allegorical purpose. And the fact yeah. that Ridley Scott is directing does not give me the faith that it probably should have had 15, 20 years
0: ago. Exactly. <laughs> this
1: this man has tunnel vision. He's so stubborn. He's like, I will get Alien back to ground. I will return to form. It's like, no, you've had five attempts already. <laughs> I, hope, I
2: hope it's good. I don't want
0: yeah. anyone listening to think I'm just like poo-pooing this movie right out of the gate. It's yeah. just I don't have... Fool me once, all right? Prometheus looked insanely good. Yeah. And... I I don't know why I'm so, like, obsessed with the look of movies today on this podcast, but for me, this is a beautiful film. And this looks gorgeous, too.
1: But, boy, is that a dumb movie. It's so, so (laughs) dumb. I mean, I'm only salty because this takes away an opportunity from another filmmaker who Mm -hmm. I admire. I I realize Elysium and Chappie are not good. Yeah. But... If we want more original sci-fi, we have to keep giving these folks a chance. Like, Neil Blomkamp is a visionary. I I believe in his vision, and I think he would make a hell of a fine Alien film. I do, too. Like, really, Scott, you're still going to get chances. You are the (laughs) prestige. You are, like, a staple in cinema. Mm -hmm. You will always get movies. Stop (laughs) taking every one of them. (laughs) Well, I'm excited that he's not directing Blade Runner. This is true. Yeah, it's the dude yeah. who did Arrival and uh, Sicario. And Sicario. Yeah, Denny Villanueva yeah. is is yeah. I like him a lot. Yeah. So I'm I'm definitely looking for. Did you watch Arrival yet?
2: Uh, uh, I haven't yet. Damn a, you! I'm lending I'm it to. I'm lending
1: it I, to. I you. have it. I have it. Watch the freaking movie. I just haven't seen it yet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, all right,
0: uh, we have another uh, another sequel coming out. Okay. Pirates of the Caribbean Five: uh, Dead s- Men Tell No Tales. Oh. I, this is it. This is a sequel no one asked for. <laughs> did you get the sneak peek at the beginning of Guardians of the Galaxy Two? No, when you saw it. Oh man, yeah. The um, the way it's been presented, Guardians of the Galaxy Two has been doing a five minute piece of Dead Man Tell No Tales.
1: Okay, which has the de aging by the way. There's a young yeah.
0: There's a young Johnny Depp. Saw that in the trailer. <laughs>
1: uh, what did you think in the preview?
0: Every movie Johnny Depp becomes more of a parody of Jack Sparrow. Like, <laughs> yeah, Jack Sparrow. He just. That first one is so good, Ben. That first Pirates of the Caribbean is fan freaking tastic I love that first one. Lightning in a bottle. And everyone since has been a problem. <laughs> <laughs> I like the fourth one. I know people hate the fourth one, but I like the fourth one because yeah. they finally like narrowed down the scope of things. Yeah. They cut the budget, they made it a standalone film, and that was better. And this one, I don't... I. If it's a standalone film and does not marry itself to the previous movies, I will like it. okay um, I like the look of it I like the setting of it and I hope I, I have hope for this but just that preview alone I was like, ah, Jack just doing his Jackie Jack thing <laughs> <laughs> If that's for you then I'm sure you're gonna love this movie and and I think it's gonna do fine mm-hmm. but they're they are, are even they are even advertising this as the final adventure. Really? Yeah. That wow. In, in the preview, okay. they're calling this you know the final adventure. Are for they Python. killing Jack? <laughs> they won't kill Jack. Yeah. Uh, because there's still places to go and explore in this pirate's world. Mm-hmm. I think calling it the final adventure could could mean the final adventure of Jack Sparrow, but yeah. not the last Pirates of the Caribbean movie. Okay. I'm not saying they're going to reboot it. They, they, that would be, they, they, there's no reason to reboot it. Yeah. But I do foresee a future Pirates movie... That takes place in the universe without any of the characters. Mm. That's there, there could be something there. Yeah. Um, to to refocus it down to a new cast of characters playing in this world because this world is ripe. You never actually you would think it from the first one, but from its from its premise that it's based on the ride. Mm. Oh, there's no way this will be any good. But lo and behold, it can be. So I think that there's there's still a lot of opportunity to be to be played with. And uh, Disney, I know you're not listening, much like, much like those other executives. But I got a spec script for you that that combines Peter Pan with Pirates of the Caribbean
1: that you are waiting for. So call me multiverse. <laughs> uh, you? How about uh, any thoughts on? I'm not excited. I, I haven't been excited about pirates since 2003. To be honest, <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long time. I like. You're right. He has become a parody of that character. It's it's Johnny Depp playing cosplay, mm-hmm. and <laughs> They haven't done anything interesting, and the more and more it goes, and look, I think this is a reason why we love the first one so much. A lot of practical effects, Mm-hmm. whole lot of CG in the next subsequent sequels, and it looks like a whole lot in this one too. Yeah, the the,
0: the majority of the CG was devoted to the humans into skeletons from that first one. Yeah, uh, but they they do add a new new monster character, in everyone. Yeah, the the ship people on Davy Jones's Locker, uh, the the ice zombies in the third one (laughs) Uh, the fourth one had the mer people and this one now has the I don't know what they are they're zombies too aren't they (laughs) (laughs) let's just go back to zombies okay we will they're zombies (laughs) yeah yeah not excited (laughs) uh, any feelings on Baywatch no (laughs) (laughs) I think this movie is going to do very well financially It's it's the rock Zac Efron I love Zach Efron. I know <laughs> I, you have this unapologetic man it's, love. It's <laughs> because he's so good. He he has done something that seems rare when it comes to child actors, especially the Disney actors. Mm-hmm. He's made a career for himself. Yeah, and he didn't do it by doing anything shocking. He grew out of his Disney mold and made some cool choices. And he's he's a star. Like he's he's a charming performer and he's funny as hell. So yeah, <laughs> with him and The Rock teamed up, the. The movie looks like a great wannabe 21 Jump Street. Yeah. That's the only
1: thing I'm afraid of is that it'll be a carbon copy of that. Yeah. I
0: I don't think it's going to, like, make my top ten for the year. I I think (laughs) it'll be a fun time.
1: I hope so. That's the least we can hope for.
0: But Uh, they watch it so (laughs) dumb. What I I hope they don't do, which they certainly will, because we, we got one out of the way. It's covered. We don't need another David Hasselhoff cameo. It's been taken uh, care of, yeah. That, that was all. That was enough. <laughs> okay. This is the year of the Hasselhoff, isn't it, TC? The year, the year of the Hoff. <laughs> okay, so now, once Disney has made all the money for the summer for a little while, they're going to take a break
1: and give Warner Brothers a chance. Like, please, can we have one, please? Wonder Woman. Yeah. I'm approaching with caution. <laughs> I am watching this solely out of principle. I Like, each trailer that we've gotten, mm-hmm. there's – we haven't had a grasp of what the story is yet. You
0: know what, Ben? You want me to spoil the movie for you now, based strictly on what I've seen from the trailers? Oh no! Don't tell me. Do okay, you, yeah, yeah. Do me. you want me to? Do you want it? This is my guess. Okay, okay. And uh, I apologize if I'm right,
1: <laughs> because that that.
0: Do you, do you want me to do this? Because I think I'm right.
1: Are you Are you theorizing based on your comic book knowledge, or are you just solely just putting together the trailers based on the trailers? Yeah. And what I think they won't do
0: from the comics. Okay. So I'm combining all my knowledge here. Okay, and, go for it. Okay. I don't think this will be a stretch because you'll probably like agree with me on this. Her, the revelation of her parentage is going to be Aries who is the big bad guy in the movie. Yeah, I figured. Uh,
1: what's what's his name? It's the dude who played uh, Stri- Danny Houston. Danny Houston, who yeah. played
0: Striker in X-Men Origins Wolverine. You're right. <laughs> the, the big reveal yeah. is going to be that she's fighting her father. I am your father. Yeah. Man, yeah. daddy issues the summer. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't want them to do that because Wonder Woman in her in her origin in her greatest form, she is a woman hmm. of women, yes, that is what she represents in a world of man hmm. she is the she is the uh the ambassador to all women womanhood, yeah, and to root her then in a man yeah is it
1: sucks. It strips away her agency and her autonomy as a female character. Yeah, as a like quote unquote strong female. I hate that term, strong female character. <laughs> she's she's a person, damn it. But but yeah, you know you're totally right because all of her action, all of her motivation as as this like figure, and it sucks that. She has to represent all womenhood. That's how far we still have yet to go until, <laughs> yeah. like, we reach equality. Because, Why we put it all on her? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But the fact that she is, because that is the reality, the fact that she is, and to have, you know, that be the root of her problem, she mm. still is rooted and motivated by man. Yeah. So, yeah, I really hope – oh, God, I really hope it doesn't happen. <laughs> that, that being said. Yeah. This looks cool as hell, man.
0: Oh, I think yeah. I don't know. Gal Gadot looks amazing. Yeah, I love the way she moves in action. Mm-hmm. The uh, the the slow down effect though can be overused, yeah. especially in the Snyderverse. Uh, it 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 looks like it's being utilized well yeah. in the action sequences here. Uh, I like the sense of humor it appears to have with Chris Pine because Chris Pine can deliver a joke. Which, yeah. Let's be honest. He's a funny dude. Uh, he just did SNL last. Uh,
1: the, the last Chris's uh, monologue. That's <laughs> fantastic. <laughs>
0: so it, it looks a lot more fun than the, the brooding nature of the past three Warner Brothers movies, uh, DC Warner Brothers movies. And I love Gal Gadot. I, I, I'm so rooting for her because of everything they've done in these three movies that existed so far, she's the best part. Yes, absolutely. Ben Affleck on, a, in first glance yes, Affleck's Batman was awesome but for some reason I tortured myself in watching Batman vs Superman multiple times. <laughs> she's the best part and I love her from The Fast and the Furious yeah. and I've loved everything I've seen from the previews for Wonder Woman so fingers crossed that this is the star vehicle we need. She, I hope she's the hero we deserve. Yes. <laughs> Please,
1: if not Captain Marvel, <laughs> don't
0: don't. That's not happening anytime soon. Come on, <laughs> you want to wait five years for the hero we need? I mean, I really, oh, I really. I'm sorry. Yeah. I I I meant Shazam, Captain Marvel. You meant Brie Larson. Captain yeah, I meant, I meant Brie there's Larson. Two, there's two Captain Marvels
1: here. I I do not care about Shazam. <laughs> okay, okay, yeah. Then then yes, Captain Marvel. <laughs> I, I really want this to be good, TC. I I just feel as though yes is very important, but also. DC needs a hit. Yes, DC needs do. a hit, man. I, I feel they're ran over three right now. I, I feel some. Yeah, some folks would argue Man of Steel. They kind of folks still kind of like defend that film. Mm-hmm. They're over three in my book. They are. Yeah. They are. And
0: uh, this looks go so good. It looks good. It, it looks, looks good, good. Yeah. And I just hope it is. <laughs> <laughs> you said you're going in with caution. So am I. <laughs> uh, let's see. The Mummy. Tom Cruise and uh, Sophia
1: Boutella. Every time I see this trailer, I roll my eyes harder (laughs) and harder. (laughs) I don't know, man. How do you feel about Universal trying to build this monster-verse?
0: (laughs) I said it before, and I'll say it again. Marvel has created the perfect formula for everyone else to fail at. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) However, I think there might be a chance here.
1: Yeah. I know you're a Tom Cruise fan. Yeah. All the Mission Impossibles and whatnot. Jack Reacher. uh, I...
0: to be determined because this does just look like Mission Impossible with magic, <laughs> <laughs> magic impossible, Ma- magic impossible. <laughs> um, we'll just it, it just depends on how much world building they're going to force upon us. Yeah, just tell this movie story. That's mm. what I want to see. Sprinkle in the details. Yeah,
1: don't do Iron Man two. Do an Iron Man. You know what I mean. Sam Jackson comes out in the sting. Did you know there's a man who's a wolf in London?
0: Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Russell Crowe is playing Doctor Jekyll. He
1: is? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't realize that was the character. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Commence eye rolling. <laughs> Ben's eyes just fell out. That's amazing. Uh, uh, boop. boop. <laughs> I did not know that. That is ridiculous. <laughs> Here,
0: here's here's some more hopes. Okay. Hopes and dreams, okay? Yeah. Because in in the preview that we've seen, there is a flashback to Sofia Batella's mummy woman character in the past, right? Mm-hmm. And it looks very. Very similar to the Barry Sonophile Mummy and Mummy Returns. Yeah. Flashbacks. My dream would be connected. Same universe. Yes. Yeah. I think there's no reason not to. Yeah. Why why not? Why not just put that in there? Even if it's if it's the loosest of connections like the the Incredible Hulk with Edward Norton. Did just gloss over some elements from the Ang Lee Hulk just yeah. to be like shorthand, you know it, keep moving. <laughs> I think it would be great, and then and then they don't have to do as much universe connecting yeah. if they if they come out and say like just hint at it or if little mentions of it or have a picture of Brendan Fraser in a dossier that <laughs> Doctor Jekyll's looking at, right? Yeah, do that, mm-hmm. and that would be great. I, yeah. That that's my dream that that they don't they aren't just erasing the, the history of those two movies yeah two there's only two there's only two there's only two <laughs> the rachel vice verse <laughs> that would be cool i i would i would be excited if they did that that'd be kind of cool um yeah Brennan fraser needs a job for sure <laughs> <laughs> i'm not saying bring him back yeah <laughs> I'm, I'm certainly not saying He's not that. going that far. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying connected to those other other two. Hashtag and justice. <laughs>
1: justice for Fraser. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right. So then we're moving into June. We have Cars 3.
1: Oh, man. The, the dark, uh, gritty reboot. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, uh, by the way, it comes out the same weekend as Rough Night. That's the Scarlet Johansson. Rough Night. On. Okay, yeah. That's what's uh, the the, the called. Cars 3, huh. I've only seen the teaser trailer. Yeah. And I'm I'm like, "Hmm, okay, I'm on board. (laughs) Look, okay, earlier I said it's great to have Iron Fist because now we can point at that and say that's the low mark of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. It's great to have Cars 2 because you can point at that (laughs) and say, hey, everybody, as long as it's better than Cars 2, we're great. (laughs) What do you feel about uh, Cars 3?
1: I'm really not interested, man. I I didn't see Cars 2. Um, Cars 1 was like, this exists solely to sell toys, and I understand the appeal for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but just as a moviegoer and a lover of Pixar, I really wish they invested in something else, man. <laughs> like, even even if it's sequels, just bring us – I know Incredibles 2 is happening. Just bring it sooner. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great before, like, yeah. you know, because everyone's getting older and stuff like that. I just feel – and as even as not a Cars fan or whatever, I am a Paul Newman fan. Mm-hmm. Having having Doc not be there, or having someone else play Doc, I don't know what's happening there. It's, yeah. just, it's not right. It's not right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I I trust Pixar insofar as they've, they've had to replace voice actors in the past. Right? Yeah. When Jim Varney passed away. And That's they, true. They got Slinky to do in the voice. And, and now with Don you know, Rickles, too. Don Rickles to do Mr. Yeah. Potato Head. Uh, which sad loss, of course. <clears throat> but, uh, I don't know. This... I feel like this is going to be all right. Okay. I think it's going to be okay. I think that they know the mistakes they might have made in Cars 2. Hmm. I think they're aware of that. <laughs> and they've been really coy about revealing too much information about what this is even going to be about. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know, Pixar, it's, <clears throat> it's unfortunate because the more... The more product you have, the easier it is for people to go, well, the stuff's still good, but it's not as good as this. Yeah. Their early stuff. The Simpsons was only good in seasons 3 through 12. <laughs> <laughs> it's That's an unfortunate circumstance of something being around for a long time. And Pixar now has a, a very extensive library at this point, so now you can say, well, their first-era movies were better than their second-era movies. And that's, <laughs> that's just... That's just the way it is. Finding yeah. Finding Dory was great, and Monsters University was actually quite good. So Inside Out, it, well, Inside Out, I was going with just sequel. Oh books, yeah, but, yeah. Uh, Inside Out, hell yeah, yeah. So, uh, and then we have uh, Coco coming out, yeah, which is also Pixar, not Disney.
1: Yes, which is, I've been wait. I mean, Inside Out, yes, obviously, just came out recently, but I've it's just been too long. That we haven't had a Pixar original. Well, I think they
0: made the deal with Disney that it was one for one. I yeah. think originally it was two for one, yeah. like two sequels for every original. Feels like five for one now. <laughs> <laughs> but I think they they've they might still be on the two sequels for every original movie.
1: If I'm not mistaken, Lasseter has said we won't be getting originals for a while after Coco, which mm-hmm. is even oh, that's too more disheartening. <laughs> well, we got Toy Story 4. And Incredibles, 2 Incredibles 2. And another... Another one, one of those. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not. I don't know. I'm they, just not interested in cars, man. I don't know. <laughs> uh, well,
0: uh, let's see what else we got? we have. Got Transformers: The Last Knight. Do you think? <laughs> do you think that they they found out the title to the Last Jedi, and then
1: just well, we're going to name ours the Last Knights. It it feels not coincidental anymore because what was the last one called it was age of something right it was or it was going to be age of apocalypse but they just called it no wait that's x-men i'm sorry yeah yeah. uh it was the the last uh the uh (laughs) the
0: dark of the moon was came out just when dark knight came out Wait, there was a there's another one there was the fourth one uh... what the hell was that fourth one called because it sounded like age of ultron yeah Age of Extinction. Age of Extinction. (laughs) Yes. See, so they. I get the feeling that some marketing genius is like, you know what? Let's (laughs) Let's wait for the next big movie. Like, meanwhile, over here, Paramount's like, hey, we want to call our movie Rogue Nation. Can we do that? Yeah. And Disney was like, yeah, it's cool. We won't start advertising Rogue One until your movie's gone. (laughs) Okay, cool. Handshake, handshake. (laughs) Meanwhile, uh, uh, (laughs) Paramount's over here like, Last Jedi, last night. Let's do this. Um. And what's? It's just another transformer. Uh, actually, have you seen the trailer for this? Yes, I have. Where do they go from here? They've they've now gone post apocalyptic here. Yeah. So they they can't keep this going. Mm. They have to they have to reboot this franchise. Yeah. Because how do you, how do you can't keep going further further in the future? You're going to look at uh, not exactly the similar circumstances, but the Resident Evil franchise. Yeah. As soon as they ended the world then you can't ground this in any sort of reality anymore it's all science fiction granted yeah. yes it's giant robots from space <laughs> but the human element is becoming less and less and less and less yeah that if it's just going to be robots in a in a dystopian
1: apocalyptic world what's yeah. what's come on i i've been waiting for them to go to cybertron this entire time I'm well, just... It looks like Cybertron's coming to that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was like at least for me as a kid watching mm-hmm. it, the animated series. Um, that was the most interesting element of Transformers mm-hmm. was the robots. I don't. There's no humans in the cartoon series, are there? I, I I'm not
0: a huge fan, so I can't okay. say for certain. But yeah. if my memory serves, no. Any. Okay.
1: At least in Beast Wars, there weren't any. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> Maybe that's the next phase, Beast Wars, and. God, I don't even want to say it out loud. But, yeah, I, I don't know, man. Watching this trailer, it looks like they're trying something different because it's it looks like Goonies meets Transformers. <laughs> <laughs> going yeah, with more kid actors. I, I, and um, I am not a fan
0: of the Transformers series. Um, I just hate the way it's shot.
1: It, yeah. it looks so in-your-face and, like, nothing subtle about it. <laughs> and you can't see what the hell is going on. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I go back to seeing that first one the same weekend I saw um, Die Hard Four, and I was like, Die Hard Four was the better movie. And yeah. I was like, You're an idiot! Transformers all the way. It was hilarious. I'm like, Nah, Bumblebee peed on a guy. Like, yeah,
1: <laughs> it's low hanging fruit here. Did Optimus Prime take out a helicopter with a cop car? <laughs> no, he no, didn't. He didn't. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, let's 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 continue through the summer here. Baby Driver, Edgar Wright presents. Woo just just hearing the title, oh, man. It's what just... a cast! Holy cow, you got. To, um, uh, Jamie Foxx, John Hamm, Kevin Spacey, John Barathal, like, that's a cool cast right there. Yeah. You have, uh, it's Edgar Wright writing and directing. It, you had said it before, it's a nice throwback to the it feels like bullets.
1: It feels yes. like uh, French Connection. Yeah, yeah. All the great car movies of the 70s. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it looks like it's going to be musically driven too, which is I'm, I'm a big fan of, especially mm-hmm. when the music plays a character. Uh, we got an interesting protagonist that has an interesting handicap. Mm-hmm. You know, he can't he can't hear things because of a childhood accident. Mm-hmm. I don't know, just a lot of things going on for it, and like Edgar Wright doing originals, hell yes, <laughs> hell yes. Uh, I'm just, I think this might be top three most anticipated of the summer. Oh wow, yeah,
0: I, I'm, I'm very excited for it as well. Edgar Wright is is an inspiration for filmmakers. For me as a filmmaker, as a, as a crafter of of dark comedy and and the the more goofy stuff that that I've created with 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 Chad and the and the gang uh with Schulzy and and our 48 teams like we we play in a a realm that we would like to even be considered in the same category as Edgar Wright and we his use of camera movements and and cuts and lighting and, and like he's such an inspiration um, I I always promote every frame of painting his Edgar Wright doing comedy the right way yeah. is is worth the watch takes 6 minutes of your day to watch that especially if you're a filmmaker and and be inspired by this guy cuz <clears throat> yeah <laughs> so good and oh man I had a bunch of things to say by then oh I'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> totally forgot well uh, should I continue through the summer here yes please we're in July now
1: ooh uh, I think this might be the best month of the year we'll see yeah
0: kicking off July is Spider-Man Homecoming
1: okay okay <laughs> Don't watch the trailer.
0: The trailer is the whole freaking movie. My god, I avoided the trailer, but it was on Guardians of the Galaxy
1: two, yeah. and I was like, oh, "How bad could it be?" Oh no! Oh no! No! Stop showing me! It's. I mean, it has all the pieces to be a good movie, but the fact that all these Spider-Man movies keep retreading the same waters, we can only hope for like something competently made, mm-hmm. just not anything fresh. And uh, more egregiously. I was reading a article from our friends at Geeks of Color, mm-hmm. saying they were they potentially might be adapting a lot of plot threads from Miles Morales's yep, arc. Yeah, I actually sent yeah. you that article. Yeah, <laughs> the uh, there's
0: it's nice that Sony realized that Miles Morales is a good character. It's just too bad that they took all of his
1: stuff and <laughs> gave it to Peter. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry, folks. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that kind of rubs me the wrong way, man. There's something ethically wrong about that. It's the here, here's here's my defense of that. Okay, how many decades
0: did it take to get Peter Parker to the big screen? About 30 years.
1: <laughs> Do we count the James Cameron failed adaptation? Yeah, like <laughs>
0: it, it was just a constant decade years and years and years of just trying to get a major motion picture starring Spider-Man after all of his cartoons after all of his video games yeah. after the live action TV shows from yeah. like the uh, the electric company to the Japanese making their own Spider-Man yeah. TV show failure 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 trying to get that big screen it finally happened we got the same Raimi one yay it happened and we've we know the history since then. Yeah. Miles Morales is less than a decade old. Yes. So, sorry folks, Miles Morales is going to have to go through a lot of pains <laughs> to get him to the big screen before it ever happens. Yes. And that's just unfortunate. When it finally happens, it'll be a beautiful thing. It'll be. It's the reality of it. They are doing an animated film, so that's silver lining. True, but yeah. uh, name the last animated Marvel movie you watched. Yeah, I didn't think so. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. I, I, certainly, I am a fan of, like, the one. You wet blanket. <laughs> it, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Yeah. Um, uh, and um, Donald Glover has been greenlit for a Deadpool animated series for FXX. That's
1: just so weird. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what to think about that. I, I love the idea. <laughs> I, I just I, – I mean, Donald – Donald should be doing other things. I feel he's too good for that. <laughs> well, he is. He's, yeah. been,
0: he's still doing Atlanta. He won a freaking Golden Globe for yeah, it. Yeah, that's so. true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but so Spider-Man Homecoming, I'm excited for it. But like I said about an hour ago, I'm like, just please be good. <laughs> I
1: don't know. I, it, it, do you feel this way? I feel like this is kind of like the theme because we've – I feel like we've both lived through <laughs> all the Spider-Man movies, and just watching. Just even, I remember even just watching the Amazing Spider-Man trailer with you, and you mm-hmm. had kind of similar feelings too. And I don't know. Just has there been a Spider-Man movie that was fully satisfactory? Well, in hindsight, you look
0: back at the Raimi's Raimi's one and two, yeah, and they are pretty damn good. Like they 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 do hold up well. Uh, the stylistically in yeah. terms of how action movies particularly comic book movies are handled now mm-hmm. there are parts of Spider-Man 1 and 2 that do not hold up yeah. it's just, they've just they feel dated based on style yes uh, but those two movies are still pretty great <laughs> were you the one who
1: didn't like Spider-Man 2? Yeah, Yeah, I've
0: recently come around, it's not that, uh, this goes back to the, (laughs) I'm not saying I didn't like it, I just don't think it's as good as some people think it is. Okay, for sure. And I still don't think it's as good as the first one. Okay. I know, there are so many good things about Spider-Man 2, but there's, there's some problems with Spider-Man 2, and that's, that's another conversation, but, uh, this, this new one, Spider-Man Homecoming, all signs point to yes right now. Okay, And, my hope is that Sony are just idiots in marketing and that there is going to be a, a fun, kick-ass John Hughes superhero movie. Yes, please. Uh, it's got a cool cast. Yeah. And I'm, I'm happy with the diversity in the cast. I'm sure you are as well. That's great.
1: Um, I love Zendaya. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I hope she's the love interest.
1: Yeah. I hope
0: she doesn't have to be Mary Jane or Liz Allen. She doesn't have to be any character whatsoever. She could just be her own thing. It'd be
1: great if she just – if they were just platonic friends because I, I know, like, there was another uh, black girl in the cast that mm-hmm. was supposedly okay. the main love interest. I, I think it, she might be playing uh, race-bended Liz Allen. That's fine, too. But that would be cool. <laughs> I, I'm cool with that. Like. Yay! Yay. <laughs> <laughs> so
0: well, Spider-Man Homecoming comes out, and the same day... No, sorry, the week later is War for the Planet of the Apes. Which you you know I'm a fan, Ben. I know you're a fan. You had me at apes. <laughs> <laughs> I I always, I say this again and again. This is one of the greatest franchises no one ever thinks of. Yeah, from, totally. From, from the first one to Rise to... Uh, sorry, it's Rise, Battle, and now War. Yeah, these movies are phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And j- even if you just want to go off the CG on mocap, Andy Serkis. Yeah, I, I am convinced I'm looking at a talking ape. <laughs> there's no CG there. I know it's CG. Yeah. My brain cannot process it as anything other than real. It's astounding. Yes. Yes, I know when I'm looking at CG when I'm not. Wait, quick tangent. In the opening sequence of Guardians of the Galaxy Two, there's this, a moment where where Gamora does like a like a triple jump up to stab the monster. Yeah. And when I saw it, I was like, Oh, I wish they had done that practically. They did.
1: What? They they
0: did it with wire work and trampolines. Oh my (laughs) God. There's a great video that shows the, the pre effects, post effects. Mm -hmm. They show the before and the after. And there's this moment where it's Zoe Saldana running and she jumps off three trampolines going like five stories tall to do the move. And I'm like,
1: it was practical, (laughs) (laughs) but I digress. That's Um, genius.
0: Yeah. Uh, I, Actually, that's something I that, sorry to go back to Guardians, but um, someone was, Ooh, it's just, C- here's some CG, here's some CG, here's some CG, and yes, there is a lot of CG in Guardians of the Galaxy. It's a space opera, of course there's going to be CG, but there are so many practical sets and locations and movements that that's another A-plus for, for Guardians of the Galaxy, yeah. too. Uh,
1: but anyway, where are the Planet of the Apes? I am, this This will be in top three as well, as uh, for most anticipated, because... That last one was probably one of my favorite films of the decade. We, man. we put it up there in our both of our top tens Hate it. yeah, it's it's wonderfully moving. Mm-hmm. It's an incredible story of humanity with talking apes whoever <laughs> the, thought about <laughs> we' we've, it's broken record
0: time again, but yeah. this is how you reimagine a franchise. yeah, this is how you like we we need. Who, who does who does these movies? Which director is uh, the first one? Matt Reeves. Matt Reeves. Yeah. Give... First one was Rupert something. Rupert <laughs> Wyatt's. Wyatt's. Yeah. yeah. It, these people. These are visionaries who know how to take something that, that needs vision and cap and and capitalizing on that and exploring it in a way that's never been explored before. Mm-hmm. And I think because it's so, f- I'm saying quote unquote forgettable. Yeah. That's. Uh, oh yeah, playing the apes is a thing. Yeah. That works to its benefit because mm-hmm. there's no pressure yes. to do other things that you would have to do with other properties. Yeah, I would love to see the people responsible for, from, for Planet for the Apes to, to do something like the next Pirates of the Caribbean movie, yeah. to, to figure out a way to inject life into a property in a very, very unsuspecting way. and uh, uh, un, grain. Unexpect- <laughs> <laughs> no, because we all know the ending. <laughs> so my question to you, do you do – Planet of the Apes a third time after this one? Um, a third time or a fourth time? I'm saying we've seen Planet of the Apes with Charlton Heston, then Tim Burton tried it and failed. Yeah. Do you do that movie again?
1: Oh, that, that specific. <clears> that
0: specific Planet <sighs> of the Apes. Because we, <laughs> the, the space shuttle yeah. is launched in yes. that first movie. We see it happen in the background. Mm. So w- right now this trilogy was the planned trilogy. They They are done after this. Yeah. Certainly, there's there's no reason to s- stop. Is there a reason to stop? I, I I'm torn on this because yeah. part of me is like, you better leave it at three. <laughs> if, you, if you somehow succeed in making a perfect trilogy, which is like Toy Story and maybe the original three Indiana Jones movies, yeah. <laughs> like, if you succeed there, stop while you're ahead. But would would you want more? And if you did want more, what do you do? Is this the end of Caesar's story?
1: I really wanted to. That's that's what I'm hoping. I'm hoping for like a Shakespearean arc, yeah. Shakespearean tragedy, because that's that's what's been alluded in the last two films. And I feel as though, I think knee-jerk reaction would be to say no. Mm-hmm. It's because you know it's done w- once really well and once really poorly. So yeah. the best we could <laughs> hope for is somewhere in between.
0: I I know I've spent a lot of time fantasizing uh, over the course of some of the movies we were discussing. But my thought would be the epilogue of this movie mm. would be the
1: spaceship landing. Yeah. And, and that would be poetically yeah.
0: just. Yeah. And when, and I might even go one step further that if you wanted to complete this story it's so it's so much fuller and and has so much more to say than the than I think that uh, well definitely the Tim Burton one but a lot of like the the later ones. Although the the original ones did have a social commentary to them. But uh, to to wrap up this series to have that spaceship launch to to create the assumption that it's going to be dun dun dun, yeah. and have an ape welcome the humans as they leave the instead of attacking them, mm-hmm. um, and end it that way, yeah. that to give it a, a, a more or less ep, an epilogue that has somewhat of a, I think everything might be okay. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know that that's a little bit of fantasy, of course, and they they probably won't go that way. <laughs> but but uh, you know, that's that's I'm excited for this one.
1: I am too. This. It looks really... They just keep upping the game over and over again. And I think this might be the first one where the humans are compelling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Woody Harrelson. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, uh, the following weekend of July is uh, quite quite the uh, counter-programming here. We're going Dunkirk versus Valerian in the City of a Thousand Planets. <laughs> uh,
1: let's talk about the latter film first. <laughs> um, I forgot this movie existed. Valerian? Yeah. This is Luc Besson, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, I,
0: I have yeah. a deep love for, like many people, for the Fifth Elements, yeah. which is coming back for an anniversary screening. You can actually get a double feature of watching Fifth Element directly into Valerian in the City of a Thousand Planets. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> world's um, but you forgot this even existed.
1: I forgot this existed. Um, I know STX is a brand new production company. They're yes. doing some semi-exciting uh, things. I, I think you and I both enjoyed the gift a lot with Joe Edgerton. Yes. Yeah. Um, I I love seeing new like. Production companies and uh, indie studios thrive. This is a huge gamble to, yeah. <laughs> to do like a completely original space opera based on some obscure French comic book. Yeah, with a director who has a very shady track record. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. I the trailers look kind of goofy, and I don't, I don't know. What, what do you feel? What do you feel? It it feels like trying to kind of capitalize
0: on. Guardians of the Galaxy, and what they probably hoped for Ghost in the Shell, yeah, because it has a very vibrant and and CG strewn art direction mm. that it's kind of fallen in the same category as those two other films. But and I've seen zero marketing, yeah, and this is coming out in three months, yeah, or two months. It's uh, they've only had the one big trailer so far. I don't know, I. Not only is Luke Bassan a hit or miss, but yeah. So
1: is Dane DeHaan. Oh my God, he's in this movie. <laughs> he's the main, he's the main <laughs> character. He's Valerian. Ooh. Okay, yeah. The I am um, especially since it's going up against Dunkirk, yeah, and it's sandwiched between. Planet of the Apes and the uh, what was oh, the first Spider-Man too,
0: and and also coming out that weekend is Girls Trip. That's the the Queen Latifah, Regina Hall, Jada Pinkett Smith. That's gonna do Gangbusters. Yeah, yeah. That, that'll do great. Not only is yeah. that an R-rated female-driven comedy, hmm. it's also a black comedy. Yeah, and that's that's hitting a lot of check marks yeah. on some people's boxes. That hmm. movie's gonna that movie uh, gir- Girls Trip is gonna definitely capitalize on the success of the like the Tyler Perry demographic, mm. which is great, all yeah. four. This is really great counter-programming, to be honest, to have those three movies coming out together. Mm. That's three very different audiences. But we can, we need to have one loser, <laughs> yeah. and it's, it's Valerian. It's going to be Valerian. Let's, let's be honest. Yeah. I, 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 because it's not a property, it's mm-hmm. not a Marvel property, it's not Star Wars, it's not even Wonder Woman, yeah. it's it's going to be the loser summer film. Yeah. If... if which is unfortunate because it does look really cool. It does look like a great
1: spiritual successor to Fifth Element. Yes. So it yeah, it makes me sad because what it, if this film fails? Which in likelihood it will. Mm-hmm. The lesson, the takeaway for you know the people who are greenlighting films is mm-hmm. like we don't want to take risks on space operas or right. like big budget uh, sci-fi, and I feel as though. This, it would have served this film well if it was released in the fall
0: possibly yeah. or that could be a bad sign to release something in the fall my my hope here is this those three movies that come out that hmm. week are all original films they are not sequels they are not property films ah, they are yeah. all all three of them are right smack dab in the middle of the summer yeah and they are all original movies now Dunkirk is a based on real life yeah uh, based on true events and and that's that's one thing going for it in terms of of where it's coming from, but the other two, like these three movies, are original content. They are not franchise pictures.
1: That's that's cool. That sets. I mean, it doesn't set precedent because we're still getting a bunch of sequels. But mm-hmm. that's really cool to have that in the middle of summer. Yeah, um, so, a lot of uh, gives us variety.
0: So, I my hope is
1: that Valerian will will
0: succeed where it needs to succeed in a yeah. smaller market maybe in the overseas market and and I do hope it's good because it's, it looks like a cool concept so, yeah like I dude I love sci-fi you I do to, got Mad Max over here got Guardian of the Galaxy over here like yeah. I love science fiction and this is original sci-fi space opera yeah like that's that's good I'm, I'm all in for it I just I'm also like
2: be good please do you
0: know the budget oh no
1: I don't but I can click on it uh, what do you feel about Dunkirk? Oh my God! Our, our master rises again. <laughs> I'm, I'm very much. I am going to be first in line for a 70 millimeter IMAX. No that's for man. Sure. Just, just hearing that, uh, Hoyt Van Hoytema had to like lug this hundred pound IMAX camera handheld, like in the middle of the ocean. Like <laughs> respect. That's respect. That's yeah. that's cinema. Everyone needs to go see this film solely for the fact that they did that just to capture these beautiful <laughs> images. Uh, that last trailer, by the way, um, I'm sold. Like, I'm, I'm sold. I, I, I'm not I'm uh, bored. I, yeah, I never question Christopher Nolan, but this was the one where I was like, oh.
0: <sighs> War film
1: mm, based have, on our true story. Haven't we
0: seen all these already? Yeah, well, and also- when the time travelers show up in the third act, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the running joke. <laughs> uh, but Valerian yeah. is one hundred twenty or one hundred thirty million dollar budget. Okay, so, just to just to answer that question, but uh, still pretty expensive.
1: Yeah, Dunkirk looks
0: great. <laughs>
1: it looks incredible. I, I feel as though. It's a nice change of pace, especially since you know there is so much superhero and uh, and, and s- stuff mm-hmm. like that in the summer. Um, it is interesting that it's coming out in the summer and not the winter because the this winter, yeah. this looks like a prestige film. Oh yeah, this
0: this feels like the, an Oscar push kind of movie. Yeah, <clears throat> more and more I, I've realized over the our con- many many conversations about Christopher Nolan is that <clears throat> he's this amazing visual director. He's an amazing visual storyteller, but the acting hmm. in his movies. Though good. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I can't think of one bad performance from one from one Nolan movie. Yet. Yeah. But he's not an actor's director, I don't feel.
1: There are moments where lines don't land, uh, delivery is awkward, yeah. and, yeah, the actors aren't in position to be the best that they can be. Because I've seen Christian Bale in better things than Batman. Yeah. Yeah. And certainly, yes, Heath won his Oscar, deservingly so,
0: for his portrayal of the Joker. Yeah. Um, but there... I I feel a lot of the the performance credit should go to the actors he casts, and not so yes. much him as a director. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's why I feel like his movies don't get the buzz mm. that they feel like I feel like they deserve. Yeah, because it, though his movies are epic in scope and and beautiful to look at, when it comes down to it, what the Oscar voters really look for are the performances in mm. the films before they
1: look at the overall picture of a film. Yeah. Which is why King's Speech won Best Picture. <laughs> <laughs> maybe he knows that about himself as the um, limitations of his director of his uh, directorial skills, and then that's why he casts how he casts. Yeah, I think that if uh, maybe really I'm freaking smart, <laughs> maybe I'm giving him way too much credit.
0: he I think that there are directors who do that that yeah. very thing, or or studios who know that a director can't. Pull off a certain thing. Hmm. I, the best example of that is Red Dragon.
1: Is that the Hannibal movie? Yeah, you okay. got
0: you got. Rafe finds uh, a- Emily Watson, um, Anthony Hopkins, Edward Norton, Harvey Keitel, Philip Seymour Hoffman, directed by Brett Ratner. <sighs> Right. What did Brett Ratner do in that movie? Those guys, that cast, did their thing. Okay, that's what happened in that movie. Hey, kids, sit back. <laughs> Just go over there and count your money. Take your check. <laughs> so I forgot about that movie. <laughs> I I'm by no means comparing Christopher Nolan to to Brett Ratner. They're, they're not even in the. We're in the same league as Brett Ratner in comparison to Christopher, <laughs> but Dunkirk looks. Incredible. Yeah, and, what, are, what are your thoughts? Especially, did you see the final trailer? Yeah, I did. And I, I love that Nolan rarely gives away anything in his films. Yeah. So there's, there's enough information there to know, oh, it's a war movie. There's some sort of battle at this place called Dunkirk. There's people, civilians going to help. That's all I need to know. Yeah. Uh, but he doesn't like cutting trailers. Mm-hmm. He wishes he could just say, hey, I have a movie coming out. Come <laughs> see it. But that's not how the
1: world works. I wish one day we could do that because <laughs> if Beyonce can just drop an album at midnight, I think Christopher <laughs> Nolan deserves to do that. I have a movie coming out. <laughs> uh, someone did that
2: at- – uh, oh,
0: uh, 10 Cloverfield Lane coming out without any preamble. Yeah. It's like, wait, what? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> but granted, that was a little middle-budget movie, or even go low-budget, and yeah. the whole fact that uh, The Vitch. <laughs> oh, yeah, The Vitch. Yeah. <laughs> you
1: know, Chris. there is a way Chris Nolan can do it, mm-hmm. if it's a short film, uh, if it's <laughs> online. <laughs> <laughs> Just dropping it out. <laughs> I didn't know this was coming out. Gosh, I um, wish you could do that.
0: So uh, I, I'm definitely looking forward to, to uh, Dunkirk. All hail Nolan. And now, uh, following weekend of July, the last week in July, we have the Emoji Movie. We were talking about Patrick Stewart before, man. Now, this, this is the <laughs> role we've been waiting for. Oh, man. Get the, get the Oscar buzz going now, here, people.
1: He was born to play Frowny Face. I, mean, I feel dirty right now. This is so I can't believe this is a thing. Like, it, Talk about stretch, huh? Every
0: time I think they can't get any dumber, they go and pull something like this and totally
1: prove me wrong. They're like, what, TC? You said we can't be dumb? Like, like th- think about
0: this. Like, if you go back a decade ago. Yeah. It, oh, hey, they're making a Facebook movie. Yes. Oh, oh, what? They're making a Facebook movie? I think we had this exact conversation yeah. <laughs> in the projection booth. <laughs> right. But,
1: but then they're like,
0: oh, oh. They did oh, a Facebook oh, movie. that, that all makes <laughs> sense now, right? And, but that's what the emoji movie joke yeah. is. It's like they're making a Tetris Five movies. They're making a five picture Tetris movie. Yeah, that's a real thing. I don't feel about that, but well, you're kidding, right? No, it's going to be a thriller. <laughs> that's a real thing. The Emoji movie. That sounds like a joke. That sounds yeah. fake. You have got to be kidding me. That this is a real thing. That's just there. Listen, Columbia, uh, Sony Pictures Animation. I have ideas. <laughs> And I can assure you they'll make as much money as an Emoji Movie. <laughs> <laughs> Give this man a job. Look, screw that. We don't need to talk about the Emoji Movie. The other movie <laughs> coming out that weekend is Atomic Blonde with Charlize Theron. Yes. Directed by the other half of John With 1.
1: Jane Wick. <laughs> <laughs> that is what it looks like. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, that red band trailer with the opening fight in the stair- stairwell. Yeah, um, hell yes, give me more. <laughs> you know, I never thought Charlize would like evolve into this action heroine, but she's fantastic. Yeah, give her more.
0: <laughs> well, it's it's it looks like a lot of pull back, let the fight happen, yeah. sort of action sequences. Which we need more of that. We need more real fight scenes yeah. uh, to drive action into into new places so we're not just spinning our wheels with the garbage like who's that director who makes the like Columbiana and like there's the shaky can't
1: take in three and like, like what am I watching 50 cuts <laughs> <laughs> have you seen that, uh, that breakdown video of Liam Neeson jumping the fence. Yeah. it's like it's literally fifty cuts, and it's do ridiculous. Do 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 do. It's like, how do you watch this?
2: <laughs> it's
0: unwatchable. In, in, in that video, did he recut it so it was like three cuts? Yeah, yeah.
2: What the hell? Unwatchable. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, that to to end the summer. We're in August now, and I think that the the final movie of the summer. The final movie. Now, I, I will say. That Dunkirk is also the sign like the sign that the summer's coming to an end. Yes. Atomic Blonde is a much lower budget action piece. That's like the sign of that. But there is one final big budget movie and that's The Dark Tower.
1: Woo! Did I you, did you see the trailer? I didn't see the trailer. Ah man. But I saw a lot of like stills and I'm I'm excited. I, I think it's a good cast and always down for some Stephen King, uh, what would you think? Well, I know you're like a fan of the series. Actually. I am. I'm, I'm yeah.
0: just in the starting book five of the seven books. Oh, actually, I did read Through the Looking Glass, so I guess it's eight books, But or The Wind Through the Keyhole. <clears throat> this preview looks awesome. Yeah. And there's a, there's two moments in the preview alone where I was like, Woo! That's <laughs> where uh, uh, the gunslinger, Roland, played by Idris Elba, has, he's firing his one revolver. He like tosses a clip of his six bullets in the air, and he catches it in the open gun of the other and then pulls off a shot. <laughs> and then there's a point where he spins it, and he he reloads it going, with the bullets in his hand. He goes, boom! Like, ooh, man, it looks great. And And so if you're not aware, the Dark Tower, which is Stephen King's magnum opus, uh, so much so that nearly every single thing he's ever written is tied to the Dark Tower. Yes, there is the Overlook Hotel mm-hmm. has an Easter egg in the Dark Tower seri- uh, preview, and it. Yes, and that's exciting. They're like, oh, they they're they're going to connect all these, like, even if it's just mentions or whatnot. That's exciting. Mm-hmm. Hell, if they if they make another The Stand, I wonder if that means um, using the same actor for. Rick Flag as they will or Rick Flag. Uh, well, <laughs> no, is it Rick Flag? Well, anyway, I, I'm excited for this. That uh, I'm, I'm, I want to finish the book series before the movie comes out. So hopefully, on my my Euro trip, I'll be able to finish reading the three
1: books. Yeah, looks great. <laughs> I'm, I'm excited. Idris. <laughs> and anytime we get to watch
0: Idris Elba kick ass. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's the summer. I'm, I'm going to stop there because once we get into
1: September, we're <laughs> we're in, <laughs> we're in <suck-tember>. <laughs> <laughs> September. September. I, I think there was only one movie in September where I was like. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, maybe and it was it was it oh it's yeah. yeah did you see the trailer i did yeah it looks scary i was like nope nope <laughs> nope <laughs> i know a lot of people love
0: tim curry's it yeah and tim curry as it is awesome definitive but that that tv movie is not good <laughs> it,
1: it was trash it was trash did you grow up with it is yeah, that something yeah. you watched uh... Well, i didn't
0: watch the whole thing cuz i was terrified by it, but i, I it was something I remember as a kid. Like maybe someone was watching on tape, and I was like, "Okay, I watch it a little bit. It's too scary." There's an eyeball on <laughs> the fortune cookie.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: so I don't know. There's a lot. I think every month, like every two weeks, there's a movie I'm excited to see. Yeah. Even even the ones we're nervous about, even the ones that we were being that I mean, at least I was being a curmudgeon about. I, I'm. this' a good good looking summer. Yeah. I'm trying to decide how, how to break this up now because I think we've hit three hours at this point. Yeah, we, that was a lot of tangents. <laughs> well, I think we can continue our conversations off mic. Yes, of course. And uh, we're going to wrap it up here. Um, but for those of you who might be listening who've made it this far... Um, interested in any of your comments that you might have, or thoughts or feelings about what you might have in terms of the summer movies we've seen so far, the summer movies we're about to see, and the 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 waxing poetic that we have just done for the past hour mm-hmm. in terms of of goals and dreams and filmmaking and and why we do what we do and and what we want to do. Um, I, we jokingly came up with our catchphrase of the rewatchman to be "keep doing what you're doing," <laughs> um, but I. In our hundredth episode and, and since I've, I've developed what that means. And that, that, that message is if, if you're, what you're on a path and you're doing what you love doing, you got to keep doing it and, and keep doing it and keep dreaming to do better and more and more and more. Yeah. And, and maybe that's a mantra for myself. Maybe that's a mantra for you, Ben. And maybe that's, that's something that all of you listening can tell yourself, but, uh, I mean it, you know, keep keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. Um, and don't let anyone stop you, good or bad, success or failure.
1: Cue single tear. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so that would, would have been a logical place to wrap up, but uh, Ben, why don't you quickly plug where people can reach
2: you?
1: Sure thing. So you can find me on Twitter and Instagram, at Benjitoes, B-E-N-J-I-T-O-E-S. Um, I am the El Cafe Tan of Bandwidth No Name Films. You can find us on Facebook and YouTube at slash that would know name films.
0: <laughs> yes, like Facebook, YouTube, uh, follow you on Instagram and Twitter. Insta-chat, face
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at TC's Big Head. If you want to hear me talk once a week about Disney movies, I have a second podcast I've been doing with Jeff. Shout-out to Jeff. Over at ghosthat.net. <laughs> you can find us on iTunes and uh, Google Play and all the other platforms. Um, we usually take about an hour to discuss a single Disney movie once a week. You can also once a month check out my one-minute rewatch, which I do for the BitLife channel on youtube.com slash thebitlifeshow. And uh, my most recent one was Predator 2. (laughs) You can also, if you want to sit for half an hour and listen to me talk about Tokyo Drift, I finally put that in stone <laughs> uh, but thank you as always for listening everybody uh, comment below tweet at us message at us or don't whatever we don't care <laughs> <laughs> thank you for listening I am TC for bento across the table from me here for all the watchmen everywhere saying seriously keep doing what you're doing we'll see
2: you next time <laughs>